And now, introducing the man who's disappointed to hear that Bobby Flay won't be returning to the Food Network as he's failed repeatedly in trying to get onto his program for reasons he can't understand, though the producers were always insistent that, quote, you can't try to beat him in Papa Shot, that's not how this show works, unquote. Following last night's performance, he's taken it upon himself to fund scientific research to determine the true bounds of Randy Orozarena's playoff strength, though he's struggling to convince the organization to allow him to, quote, let him play the Red Sox one-on-nine like Bugs Bunny, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. That guy's okay. That guy's decent, man. Jeez. The stealing home is much cooler I mean, than the home run. I mean, it's definitely cooler. Well, except for well, the... Because like, it was like a true... Did you hear the Spanish call I mean, it was phenomenal, run? yes. I don't really understand with the Spanish people no, listening understand it, but like uh, it was still very yeah, fun. It was incredible, is what it was. I don't know it what the crossover incredible. is of uh, Austin Powers. I think fans. it's significant, by the way. I'm pretty sure. But to then would they speak English enough to know? I think you're asking too many questions. I Kyle. loved it. I loved I it. Think don't you get me wrong. Just sit back and enjoy, man. I loved it. You but the, the stolen, the home, yeah. it was like a true, that was like Benny the Jet. It was not like a Oh, it was cheap. legit. No, it yeah, was yeah. in no way. It was yeah. 100% a legit straight-up steal of home with two outs. It was such a badass play. I mean, it was so ridiculously great. Hang on a second. Let me stick it fine for those that maybe didn't hear the the Fox Deportes call of uh, Randy Arosa Reyna's home run. Hang on a second. Uh, by the way, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. That's Kyle. Lil Jordan's here this morning as as well. Hang on one second. Here's the um this is from Fox Deportes. Are you feeling Randy, baby? Sir, Love that. God, that's so great. That is so tremendous. Um yeah, that guy's good. That guy, that guy. I don't know what it is. He, and he particularly enjoys the postseason. That's. Um, I mean, he was he was killed the Orioles this year. Yeah, he certainly yeah. did that. <laughs> There's no debate about that whatsoever. All right, uh, today's program is brought to you by our friends at C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 American Exteriors to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Uh, I want you guys to do something for me. I just pinned a tweet on uh, our Twitter for the day, at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, tonight, Show Your Soft Side, which is an organization that I care a great deal about, uh, is celebrating their 10th anniversary, and they are running a silent auction. You know, we've had a lot of their friends join us on this show over the years. Nick Boyle, of course, um, has joined us a few times to uh, talk about Show Your Soft Side. I love them. They, they've, in the past, hosted Project Runway, and they're looking to bring that back in the future. Um, I, it's just wonderful people that are doing incredible things uh, to support animals in our community that need help, frankly, that, that need second homes, that need new families, that need to be rescued. And um, my wife and I have two rescues, and I don't say that as like a, a brag. I say that because it, it's, it matters to us. It's important to us. And they are very much a part of our family. Both of our dogs were rescues, and um, there's some there's some stuff that comes along with that every now and then. Like with our our second rescue, Maddie, there are moments where we're reminded that she had a horrible, horrible former life where she was badly abused, and um, this is why we need organizations like uh, Show Your Soft Side and. 
I want you, if you would, to consider looking over. There's a lot of great um, auction items that are available this week as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. I have put in, I uh, Robert McClintock might be my favorite artist. Um, we've got a few. He does a lot of uh, Baltimore-centric uh, mm-hmm. paintings. I think everybody is familiar with Robert McClintock. And he did some very specific like uh, dog art for this um, silent auction. And I definitely have bids in on the McClintock because... I want that for my house, man. I want it. If you outbid me, I'm not going to be thrilled. But I'll still be happy because it'll be going to a good cause. Even if you outbid me for the McClintock art, I will forgive you for that because I love the fact that it's going to the wonderful folks at uh, Show Your Soft Sides. So I linked up their silent auction. Again, it's pinned on our Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. Please go there right now. You'll see a picture uh, this morning. I got down to do my crunches, and Maddie immediately came over. I, sometimes I forget that she's going to lick my... If I if I am there and I don't put a shirt on, she's going to bathe me. It's, well, you shouldn't have rubbed it's peanut butter a, all over yourself. Well, okay, well, I like what I like, Kyle. Settle down. It's a weird bit that she does where she likes to bathe me sometimes. I, I'm not crazy about face licks, but it happens. They get you. It's And now she's not just face licks. If I'm not wearing a shirt, it becomes problematic. There's a point at which I have to say, Maddie, this is getting awkward. Like, this is getting uncomfortable. We're gonna have to stop. And I she- actually would probably prefer a face lick. You know what one weirds me out? What? I like a, a leg lick. Yeah, though that's very yeah. that, that's very <laughs> yeah. weird. There's no yeah. debate about that. Um, but I took a, a picture of uh, Maddie and I this morning, and it's pinned up on our Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. And the reason I did that is because it seems like pictures of my dog and kids get a little bit more uh, play on social media. Believe it or not, than- you're you're not as good looking. Uh, well, wait a second. <laughs> Who are you to say that? <laughs> I heard what your mom said. Wait, no, I mean my mom. Yeah, my correct. mom. That's what I meant. She to was say. effusive. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say there. Um, so please, please go uh, peruse. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff. I nearly put in a bid. They had an uh, Orioles varsity jacket that looked very cool. That one might still get a bid from your boy a little bit later on in the day. Let's see how it goes with the McClintock piece. And if it either stays low, like if I even get it stays at the number that I like, or it gets a little out of control and it gets a little too rich for my blood, I might spin right over to that Orioles varsity jacket. Wouldn't it be funny if you had to show proof of playing on a varsity team to buy a varsity jacket? Uh, I, this is not, I'm, okay. So in high school, I was not a great athlete. Really? Yeah, I know you're going to find that hard to believe. I was an athlete, but not a great one. And I I had an awkward conversation with the, the football coach at the time, Coach Ruse, where he was like, man, if you're going to keep playing, we need you to to run. <laughs> like, we need you to – it's nice that you have soft hands. It's good that, like, I, I could – it wasn't really an H-back. It was a uh, – Well, you gave great back ribs. Yeah, I, exactly yeah. right. I was given – and all the, all the guys really <laughs> appreciated it. It's nice that you have soft hands, but we, uh, we could really use you – Not a lot of yak. Running. Yeah. <laughs> like, running would be a good thing. And that didn't much interest me. And then I had uh, eye surgery – that um, that off season and it just wasn't going to happen and I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen and it it wasn't a big deal. They pulled for your me. offers. Yeah, right. Actually, that's not true. I still got D three offers. It's not a joke. I still to anybody, got huh? D- well, that's a funny story too. I'll tell you that story in a second. So um, so I I go in and I'm like, you know, coach, I, I got to be honest, with you, I'm not going to be able to play anyway. And I we all saw what was coming. I I think I'm done. I'm going to go get a job. I want to. Make a little money. I'm gonna go work at the Hallmark. Go to the lumberyard. Exactly right. Yeah. I went to work at the Hallmark store with the similar, old similar, you know, they, physical labor. They had me show up every day after school. Not that is not a joke. To take care of all of their trash. 
I would that fits. I would legitimately because they were up on the second floor. I would spend like an hour chucking trash, and I'm talking about like an entire bathroom. I don't know how they had so much trash in the Hallmark store. Well, it's, a, but it's paper. I get it. Yeah. I'd be chucking trash down, and then I would. It would take a legitimate hour to clean up all their trash. And so I you would, worked an hour a day? No, I worked a little. They had me do some other okay. things, odds and ends, things like that. So I was like, I think I'm gonna go get a job. And he was like, I understand. I don't think he was too brokenhearted by my decision. I think he was like, yeah, that's that's probably about right. But kindly. He offered to give me my varsity jacket anyway, oh. which is very nice, right? Like, I mean, you, you don't give it to you. You could you you know, purchase it, it yeah, right? Like, that's the way that it goes. He was like, look, man, you know, like, we'll still, you're still part of the team, you know, like, we'll still let you have your varsity jacket. And I was like, oh. They had already made it. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was Actually, the story. that's not how that works. You have to pay for it. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the story was. So I was like, well, that's cool. I'll go ahead and get that. You know, I want to be the big man on campus, Correct, right? Yeah. Like, pajamas and a varsity ex- jacket. It's exactly the way that it was, 1,000% with my pajama pants. So I was like, I'll go ahead and wear that varsity jacket around. And then I definitely got some uh, comments from some guys that knew damn well that I was not actually on the football team yeah. at that point. And so I didn't wear it quite as much. Yeah, uh, the- I kind of stopped kind of stopped wearing the old varsity jacket I get after it. a little while. That's the way that went. Uh, I played, a second chance, though. You can get the Orioles one. Yeah, I could get the Orioles varsity People jacket. People think you're an Orioles. Exactly right. They'll walk yeah. around like, did you make the Orioles varsity team? I did. Which That's is actually true. Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on a second. Who could I say? Who could I say I was on the current Orioles team that nobody would have say, any? I'm Sidney Ponson. I've lost No, stop. I'm on the current Orioles team. Who can, People know who Sidney Ponson is. Yeah, but... Yeah, and you're, that's, a, that's a bad bit. I don't look. I don't look like Sidney Ponson. Lost a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, the current Orioles like, team. Who would? No one would have a clue. What? There's nobody. Oh no, you're you're dude. You're doing you're doing. Oh, a bad you mean bit. like just I'm a name that no nobody has, has any idea, any idea who these people what they are. Look like yes. Uh, well, then anybody. Well, not anybody. <laughs> not anybody. I mean, Austin wins. Was he on the team still at the end of the year? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, that could be an option. But like, does anybody have any idea what Chris Ellis looks like? Yeah, I do. Why would you have any idea what Chris Ellis looks Huge like? Fan. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird bit, bro. Brooks Krisky. You telling me I couldn't go out tonight and say, I'm, say I'm Brooks, Brooks Krisky? I could say that, yeah, but right. I'm gonna say I'd be like I could wear the Oriole starter jacket that I won in the show your soft side auction, and I could tell people, Hi, good to meet you, Brooks Krisky. And what would they say? I feel like no. you got more of a catcher's build than a pitcher's. They build. don't know that Brooks Krisky is a pitcher. You're thinking too much. I know, Glenn. That doesn't I'm not going to go introduce you. you know who I am. I'm not going out with you. You got to wear a name tag. Except when you take me on that date that you've owed to me for years. Yeah, I'm you not doing said that anymore. For, oh, because you're quitting, you're not going to take yeah. me on the date any longer. Correct. Bull S. That's the only reason we ever hired you is because you promised me. You promised I do me. Plan great dates. You take me out on a nice date. Candle lit. I'm doing that. I'm telling people. Oh, Connor Wade. You think there's any human being? I don't think Connor Wade's family knows what Connor Wade looks like. I don't know, I don't know who that is. Exactly right. That's the point. I'm telling people I'm Orioles pitcher Connor Wade. I just don't Spells think it's his name work. with a K. Who a lot does of people that? know that you'd have to be at least six seven no, to they, be a pitcher. That's not a thing. It's not remotely a thing. You know, Adam Wainwright was that tall? I did not know that that he was that tall. Anyway, the moral of the story is that I want you to go uh, get in on that silent auction uh, that I pinned on our Twitter account. At that was how they wrote Radio. the copy. <laughs> they didn't send us copy. But that this was is exactly a, how they personal, planned that to go. This is a personal plea from your boy, Glenn Clark, to support the uh, wonderful folks at Show Your Soft Side. Don't bid on the, the starter, the varsity jacket, because that's my backup plan and my backup plan. To bet. You know what? Bid on it. Yeah, but how would you know? It. Take it back. Like, what if you get a last-second bid that tops your McClintock? 
suddenly then i pivot then i you don't have time you're not oh i definitely have time i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be oh, at okay. the event you're gonna have I'm, the I'm, paddle. I'm going yeah, yeah hell I yeah well i don't you. think it's a paddle i think they text you updates hmm. you i think i think fun, you know? i think when some i would like a paddle yeah. yes for <laughs> what it's worth i would like a paddle i think when someone outbids you they send you a text and that's send how you, you an know. electric shock yes correct <laughs> <laughs> right to your collar <laughs> it is no never mind uh, they also send that when you start leaving the party area. Yeah. They're like, nope, that's yeah. where the fence is. Correct. That'd be a good little All feature. Right. All right. Should figure that for pledging, Jordan. Oh, bad bit. <laughs> bad bit. Little Jordan's had a week. Little Jordan's had a rough week. Speaking of having a rough week, I thought I was going to get that point from the Seahawks last night. Geno Smith gets old the Matt ball back. Matt Gay was like, no, we don't want it to be a push. Well, that, Can't that, have a that's, push. that's a different situation. I'm talking about when Geno Smith gets the ball back at the end. Well, that was a little bit of your problem. Being what are you like, talking about? He's led, the them, on, the he's led them on two scoring looked drives. Really good that he looked great, right? There should have been a pass interference on the one before, and then there definitely should have been a pass interference on the pick. This bit where Troy Aikman's like, he tripped over his own feet. What about the, the, the forearm to the head, Troy? What about that part of it? God, it should have been a pass interference on the you pick. You sound salty. I was a bit salty. I don't know. I'm sure you can't tell, but I was a bit salty about the fact that I was the only one who you picked the Seahawks. You can afford to go down one more game. Not really. <laughs> In fairness, none of us really can, for what it's worth. It ain't just me. Am I 500 now after that? No. No, no you're not still quite. two games under 500. Right. Maybe still I, will, I might not get there. I, don't, I, I have no idea. Experimental week for me, you know? Yeah, I have no idea whether that'll happen or not. Uh, but I assume I just I get to see you guys will be stand up and you'll throw the the pick out because there should have been a pass interference. The thing about that is pick. no. I know that that's you're you're yeah. decent folk. You're not uh, we thought monsters, about it and, we, we, and we you'll do the right no. thing. And because yeah. there was a pass interference that was missed. In fact, we relish your. Obviously, failure. the double punt was the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the history of the game of football. Pretty wild. Um, I I I don't. I don't really understand how that's a rule. I'm just well, going to be honest he with you. Was I know past line of scrimmage, but like but, I'm not mad. But I also don't know if it's a goofy bit like okay, so you understand how you on a start making the punt on, kind of thing. On a forward pass, if any part of your body is still at the line of scrimmage. I get it. So even if you're a full 2 yards, if your front foot is 2 yards in front of the line of scrimmage. But wasn't it weird that they didn't continue to have the blue line for the show? Like Yeah, yeah that's a weird bit. I'm yeah. not going to argue with that. But if your foot is still touching the line. I get what you're saying. Then it's a legal forward pass. I don't know because, again, this has never come up before, what the rule is for a punt. If it's a similar rule, it's possible. I'm I'm not not mad. I don't want it to be taken back. I I agree with that, but I'm saying even a step beyond that. We're We're all working under the presumption that they screwed up on this play, and if it had been reviewed, it would have it wouldn't have counted. I'm not as certain as everyone else is that that's true, just because I don't think we know what the actual rule is. Well, if, Mike Pereira barely knew. Mike Pereira definitely <laughs> didn't know that you could punt the ball. And then, by the way, it makes sense. Like, why would you be able to punt the ball twice on the same play? But apparently, the rule is if change this year, right? If the ball doesn't travel past the line of scrimmage, you're allowed to. So credit uh, uh, Michael Dixon. For knowing the rule and getting yeah, off Australian. a banger of a punt, yeah, he is Australian. Um, but the the bigger story to me is that I'm not. I just would need to know what the rule is secondarily about where where you have to be for a punt to be legal. And if any part of your body is touching the line of scrimmage for a punt to be legal, it's possible that they got the entirety of that play right. It's it's totally plausible to me. Didn't help because the Seahawks still lost the game and I lost the point, and that's. That's a bummer, and the Seahawks have bigger problems because Russell Wilson's fingers hurt, and uh, and they don't know how to 
do offense anyway. Yeah, ten days. They have a they have a problem there. They have a bigger problem the Seahawks do related to not knowing how that whole thing is supposed to work, which is which is weird. I'm not gonna lie, it's weird. Uh, it was a great night for uh, TV viewing because you had that, you had the baseball playoffs, um, and then you also had the uh, the World Cup qualifier. And uh, Pepe. Pe- Pepe is just the greatest thing that's ever happened ever. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, I'm a young man. I mean, be- a child basically. Younger than Jordan, I think. Long- <laughs> very much so, younger than little Jordan. Uh, he's 18, and it's just badass what uh, what Pepe's doing right now and trying to carry the United States to World Cup oh, qualifying. Good young talent. Um, aside from Pulisic and Reina. Well, Forrester was trying to do the bit last night on Twitter. He was like, well, may- maybe the, they might yeah, well. they might be better without Pulisic. Never going to get it right. Um, like, okay, that's that's a bad bit. That That's a bad bit. Mm-hmm. And you just figure it out. When he's back, You that that's where coaching comes into play. And that's you figure good out. Have good players. Correct. Well, you solve the problem once you get and there. It's not like he's not a good passer either. No, it's not any of those things. Um, his His... his he, and I get that Forrester is trying to do the role of like a a, a, a an Esther. He's he's sort of taken that on. Which was your other job in high school? Believe it or not, I never got that one. Yeah. I I tried, I applied, and then I ended up being a telemarketer instead, mm-hmm. which was the best job I ever had. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's nothing, there's nothing there, there's just nothing there. Um, I I, I get it, and it's like the it's like somebody trying to say, well, maybe the Seahawks are better off with Geno Smith. Like you're just you're doing it for the, the purpose out, of doing it. Worth. No, there, there's no jury out there. There's no jury out that, that they're better off with Geno Smith and Russell Wilson. It does not exist. No jury whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, a pleasant evening of sports viewing. Coming up on the program today, we're going to chat with the great Kevin Harlan. Uh, love Kevin, one of our favorites. He's on the call for – is he really – he's flying to London. To that may be for next week. Is there another London game next week? I got a, I got real questions about this. I honest to God, I have real questions I don't know. about this. Is he really flying to London? I don't know. I don't really understand how that would work. I don't understand it either for what it's worth. But we, I guess uh, it's an early enough game. It's not Oh, it's not physically impossible. It just seems like it would be kind of crazy for that to be the case. So Kevin Harlan's doing Monday night football for Westwood One. He's doing um of course Ravens and Colts and Anytime Kevin Harlan does a Ravens game, we're like, yeah, well, we want to have Kevin Harlan on the program because he's Kevin Harlan. There is another London game next Sunday, so maybe that's what it is. There was a bit of a confusion in our uh, correspondence with Kevin Correct. this week, and Kyle was like, are you sure he's doing the the game because he said he's going to London on Sunday? And I was like, well, I guess it's possible he's going to London and flying back. He's definitely doing the Ravens game. We don't know if he's doing the London game or not we'll this ask. week. We'll find out. But the point is, he's doing uh, Ravens-Colts for Westwood 1. So we'll chat with uh, Kevin Harlan a little bit later on. Also coming up this morning, we will catch up with Lewis Riddick. Uh, of course, part of the Monday Night Football booth. As catch up. I don't think we ever had him on this show. We have had him on the show. Before he was doing long, Monday long Night Football. Ago. Before yeah. he was doing Monday Night Football, we had Lewis Riddick. Um, in fact, it, once upon a time, Lewis Riddick would regularly return texts and all those things. Then he got the Monday Night Football job. And look, I'm not mad at him. I get it. Life gets a little bit busier at that point. Uh, but Lewis Riddick is going to uh, check back in with us as uh, he will, of course, also be on the call for Ravens-Colts coming up on Monday night. And it's a Friday, so we'll have all the regular Friday features, Senator Suggestions with uh, Justin Reedy. Senator Justin Reedy will join us to preview the college football weekend. Another pretty good weekend, by the way. Another um, Oklahoma-Texas, Penn State-Iowa. I think there's another good SEC game in there, too. Auburn plays somebody else. Auburn-Georgia. That's exactly what it is. So um, we'll talk to the senator about all that. Um, 
Maryland, Ohio State. Not with. You'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh yeah, because you picked Maryland. You went out on a limb. You picked Maryland. I like it. I don't like rooting for Ohio you got, State. You got three touchdowns to work with. Why not? I hear you. I, if they didn't, if they hadn't gotten honest to God, if the game had even been competitive last week, I would have picked Maryland. Well, it wouldn't have been a twenty points. Yeah, you're also probably right about that. That is true. And uh, Young Utes and uh, Kyle in the Kitchen all coming up this morning. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glenn clark radio.com the next tyus bowser show is coming up tuesday night october 19th i hear there's going to be a celebrity appearance by lil jordan at Twain's Tavern down in Pasadena. Is that true? You're going to be... You're, yes. The whole little Jordan family's coming out? I think so. Wow. I think so. Going to be... A, look, uh, now what's your policy as far as pictures and autographs are concerned? 
just oh, one one autograph per person. Okay. I'm gonna print out my my own headshots. Okay. And sign those. So if they bring like so. a little Jordan rookie card, you won't sign that no. for them. Oh, no, man, unfortunately that is, not. That is unfortunately rough. Not. I don't know how I feel about that little Jordan. Uh, it's gonna be Tuesday night, October nineteenth. We will be at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena with Tyus Bowser and a special guest. You're going to want to join us. You can find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia, PressBox, and our friends at True Strong Services, the Tyus Bowser Show, coming up Tuesday, October 19th. So the way the show is structured today, I think we just go ahead and do this right now. Oh, boy. This is not my finest effort. I don't know what happened there. You're not a good whistler, friend. Well, I, I had been doing better. Nope, not good. Labor laborious. It got better as it went along. But but what is better when it's oh yeah, it was low bar. Start, no, he's, he's, listen to this guy. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's leaving and he's throwing bombs. He's throwing bombs over high here. Notes this guy's really gonna let us know on the way out the door. He's gonna let us know how he really feels. He's gonna start saying some things. Does not care. He's gonna blow the whole thing up. All right, uh, young Utes brought to you today by. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning, 11.30 a.m. KZ joins us in studio to set your lineups. You can watch Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Listen to PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. Lil Jordan, what do you have for us this week? So the first thing, and I assume, I assume many people have seen this by now, but when it first came out, it struck my uh, attention. The Zodiac Killer has been identified. Except. Uh, uh, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. it's a really weird story, man. Supposedly. It's a really so, weird bit. Yeah, so it's. They Wasn't think it DNA, it, though, that they did? To no, use it? it's not it, even. It's not even DNA. So it's. They think it's this guy, Gary Francis. So are they Post. just guessing? Is that well, what's going well, on? So. So they have some evidence, and it, was, it wasn't the FBI, and the FBI actually told the people who, solved, who think they solved the crime that they were wrong. Okay. But so pretty much there it is, according to Fox News, a team of more than 40 detectives, journalists, and military intelligence officers make up the case breakers who believe Post is Post Posty Post is the one responsible for This is who the, the person this is the person is yes, What's yes. the name? The full name? G- Gary F Gary Francis Post. Okay. And so he died in twenty eighteen. Wow. We can't and, even bring him to justice. Yeah. And so their their evidence, I believe, is they have a watch that he supposedly owned. It had paint on it. Gary F. Post was a painter. Like very, very, very. They they kind of like a pulled, watch that the Zodiac pulled. killer allegedly owned, yeah. or that we yeah, okay. yeah. And then Ga- Gary F. Gary F. Post had brown hair. One of the victims was found with brown hair in his hand. Well, there's only one person in this world with brown hair. Yeah, yeah correct. Exactly. That's a fact. Exactly. That's that's a. It's exactly. clearly you've broken the case wide they, open now. Well, they they got a. Uh, there was a size ten 
boot print at the scene. I think Glenn si- wears a 10. Si- it's the only... Si- I, m- yeah, I might be the Zodiac si- killer. It's possible. Si- size 10 is the most have we, universal. Have size. we investigated Ted Cruz's father or not? Like, I have we... Okay, I don't think. Gotta look I think we that. should. We do need to look into that. But, oh, there was but, the, one, but the, um, the, most, the most important piece of evidence, I guess, is the team deciphered letter sent by the Zodiac that when all the letters were removed from the letter by the Zodiac Killer, yeah. and scrambled together, it's spelled Gary Francis Post. Like, as if it was a signature hidden inside okay. the letter. Okay. There's also, there was a comment from a Kathy Milton on some, I guess it's some sort of weird comment board. Oh, there is a whole Zodiac Killer world yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. And she said, or this is a, Glenn Barnes replied to Kathy Milton and said, this is on November 18th, 2018. Okay. The Zodiac was dot, 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 Gary Francis Post. I believe the letters RH. His best friend and business partner's name was Rodney Hamlin. So either this person scooped it and knew back then, which would be a bit of an odd sort of coincidence that that sort of comment would just exist randomly if it was just somebody positing nothing other than nonsense. I, while I hear you, there are other people. Tom Voigt, the, uh, who runs ZodiacKiller.com and wrote the book Zodiac Killer, Just the Facts, told Rolling Stone that the idea post was Zodiac is, quote, completely bogus, unquote, and, quote, hot garbage, unquote. Who's to say that? I, I mean... There was some, like, I, I forgot where I read this, but when I was reading up on this, there was some, uh, like, Zodiac Killer informant that some author or Zodiac Killer expert has been kind of hiding away to kind of, like, make sure it's his own, like, source on the matter. So. And, and so this source told him a couple years ago that a guy Garrett called named Gary Post groomed him to be a killing machine where it would take him out in the woods and they would just kind of kill that's animals. A, that's a bigger and, problem. Yeah. And, yeah. But does that prove that so, he's the Zodiac killer? No, it just proves that he may have... He might have might been a yeah. psychopath. Yeah. Right, yeah. But, yeah. But, look, man, yes. look, you know, for the for the people who still have families that, you know, were affected, like, I, I imagine they're looking for some sort of closure and if they want to choose to believe and that gives them the closure that they need, you know, I... I hear you. Um, there a lot of intelligent people that were involved with this press release. There were a lot of intelligent people that, you know, went into this investigation. So if that's enough to to make you buy into the idea that this is the answer and that helps you, then you know, sure, God bless. But I don't know that that it, we can be certain that this is the correct answer. And that I will mean, ever be, frankly. Yeah. That's just the way that it goes. He wasn't in the uh, movie for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, then I, then it can't be. Yeah, yeah, then it's exactly. forget it, forget it. It's yeah. over. Number two. Number two, NASA will crash a spacecraft into an asteroid at 15,000 miles per hour. What the? To test Earth's defenses against asteroids that are hurtling towards Earth. I, I, thought, I thought we had Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and like uh, the animal crackers. I thought we had a system for dealing with these things. Are they going to televise it? Uh, they should. But I don't think they will. This it's the space Mistake. agencies. I mean, what could really go wrong? Yeah. Why wouldn't they televise yeah. just it? Just right? attach a camera to the rocket, yeah. and then yeah. when We're it just, hits, it's yeah. over. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I there understand. You the the space agency's double asteroid redirection test, DART. Good name. Good acronym. No, I don't disagree well, with that. We'll lift off next month aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket for a mission being likened to the plot of film Armageddon. That's correct. That's ex- exactly what we were doing there. Um, 
Okay, I mean it's unmanned. It's like why? I'm bored with all of that. It's yeah, right? like sure. Why not find out what the answer mm-hmm. is? I don't. I I hope we never have to deal with a situation like this. But if we do, I would like to have done yeah. some scientific tests about our ability to blow the thing up before we have to worry about it. Well, so it's it's not even gonna hit the asteroid with enough force to blow it up. Well, then what the f are we doing? It's just going to. Uh, so it would change the speed of the asteroid by the a fraction. Well, we're going to send it to Mars yeah. instead? We'll, is that the plan? It would change the speed by a fraction of a percent, and then it will be enough for NASA to measure its altered orbit. It's not quite as exciting yeah. as if they were blowing it up. I I want, it. It's a bit yeah. of a letdown. I was definitely rooting for the part where we were going to be able to watch yeah. it. I, like That, to me, is the ultimate, right? Is like we just, we just start. What, what would get people at this point? This is an honest question. What at this point would get the most humans to sit down to watch? Like, the, obviously, if we landed on Mars at some point, we would all sit down and watch the way that you know our our, our grandparents did the moon landing, right? Like, we would all sit down to watch that. But what else scientifically would we all agree to like sit down and watch? I I contend I mean, aliens, of course. Okay, but with I mean, Neil you have to believe Tyson. What? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Just I'd say, I'd what say, it, doing I'd what? Say, I'd say. Just like, talking. Just talking. Yeah, well, that makes fair, you. Fair, We're not all going fair. to agree to sit down and watch. I, I think we all should. I mean, if he was dancing, maybe. Yeah, like, there I would, we go. I would listen to that. But I think if we were we were televising blowing up asteroids, every single person in the world would make sure they were in front of a TV at that point. I think that well, would be a thing. we send the next monkey into space, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Or have the monkey land. But it would, that. It would have awesome. to be the monkey landing. Yes, I agree. We sent a monkey into space before. Well, why not do it again? But we didn't watch then. You well, didn't I wasn't watch. I was alive. I think the Russians sent the dog to space. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. But, but yes. Well, and then we got that channel. The, Number three. The last thing is Kanye West has <sighs> a, a pass. Has his oh, Donda Academy, and he's recruited numerous top high school basketball players. To come play at eh, the Donda Academy. By the way, Academy. Cam Cam Whitmore committed to Villanova. So it's Don, <sighs> Donda, womp womp. Donda Academy is backed by Adidas and has Jalen Hooks, Robert Dillingham, Jockey Howard, and Zion Cruz. I I'm, I'm sure nothing can go I, wrong. By the I way, I'm sure this will never end up being a story like Bishop. Have they Sycamore. recruited educators. I, I, probably. <laughs> you, you think? Do you think they have? I'm sure this will even be in no ways like prime prep. I'm sure. But this will be very much on the up and up. It will be a high-level institution of learning for all of these uh, young men. I'm sure there will be no problems whatsoever with the Donda Academy. The Donda Academy. By the way, the weirdest part is they're doing it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like That's where the (laughs) entire academy is going to be. It has. It's going to have classrooms, labs, offices, a kitchen. Restroom, storage, a basketball court, and an open field, so normal high school things. Yeah, okay. And, and Good selling so, point. And they also have those things in a prison. Yeah. Like. And it will be a tuition-free private K-12 through school. Interesting. I mean, like, in theory, if it's actually a school with but real man, teachers yeah, if, and if, 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 he's, if, if it's a LeBron James sort of situation, correct. Like, oh, I'm, I'm all I'm, for it. I'm all on board. Right. The problem is once you tell me it involves Kanye West, I'm just going to assume that it's going well, to be I'm hoping utter... he's not the, the dean or the principal. You know? well, I, it's not even about that. It's like, is this really his thing or is this somebody else that has a, an actual like sure. idea? And it's just using Kanye West's name in order to get attention. Right? I would like, like to believe that Kanye, 
for as insane as he is, would not attach his mother's name to something that was nothing more than an utter scam. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know man, the man well enough to be able to say that. The the players they have though. I mean, they they have they, they they have so they have. So the Zion Cruz is one of the 30 best players I, I believe in that. the class of 2022. And then they got a consensus top 10 player in Dillingham and who has offers already from Marquette, I, Illinois, and Pittsburgh. I, I hear you, and I, I hope it works out for them. That's all. Yeah. I just hope it works out for these young men. I, I do not wish, just because I don't think highly of Kanye West, that does not mean that I want that to bleed out over to other people. I hope this ends up proving to be... A positive thing in these young men's lives, and does not end up being an utter disaster. Aren't whatsoever. they really hacky? There's a lot of hacky jokes to make. Yeah, for oh, sure. three albums. Oh, okay. But they're they, not really right, not the man, that good. The man really, really did college dropout. Yeah, graduation, registration. I think, I think, I think they there. will get an education because on the uh, schools, I would hope. on the school's website. It says Donda Academy, finding the intersection between. Lil Jordan's really trying to put this thing yeah, over. Are yeah, you involved yeah, with no, the Donda no, no. Academy? I I I just like Kanye, and he's a. Uh, you still like vi Kanye? Vi visionary artiste. Oh God. If if Kanye was <laughs> coming to Baltimore to perform, I would have billion percent drop all my money on a Kanye concert. Uh, you are alone there, my friend. I don't know. He's, yeah, even if he's only I playing his old stuff, if I still don't think I'd spend that see, money. I don't know, man. See, but Moon. The new song, Moon. I'm not. I, could not, I couldn't tell you. I, I listened to a couple songs on that, and it was just not as good as people wanted it to be. Oh, it's, it was. Yeah, I agree with like that. like 30 songs on the album also. Yeah. An hour and 45 minutes. You couldn't there, are 30, there are 30 songs? Yeah, 20 he's, songs. He's a madman. You couldn't have maybe just decided which ones didn't belong and trimmed it uh, down a little? I, I would like to hope. All right. Thank you, Jordan. Every yep. seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. When we come back in, Kevin Harlan joins us. We'll preview Monday Night Football, Ravens Colts, Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirit Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than self-imposes. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. This is Glenbarradio.com. Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR. Project Game Day returns on Monday night. I'll be with you at halftime. It'll be myself and Ken Zalis postgame. Find the uh, both shows, facebook.com slash pressboxsports and postgame pressboxonline.com slash radio. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill, as well as our friends at Underdog Fantasy Football and also the uh, the fine folks at Window Nation. Project Game Day, every game day this season. Look forward to seeing you on Monday night uh, at halftime and following the Baltimore-Indianapolis matchup for Project Game Day. All right, uh, Friday edition of the program. Again, please go look at uh, our Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. I have linked up uh, that silent auction for Show Your Soft Side. We love what they do and what they're all about, so please Please take a look at uh, the many things they have available and consider uh, donating some money and, and getting something awesome in return as uh, Show Your Soft Side, a wonderful charity locally, celebrates their 10th anniversary. Just ask you to do that. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, it is the pinned tweet and the picture of uh, me and our uh, second rescue, Maddie. Is You'll see it and click that link to the silent auction. Coming up on Monday night, of course, Ravens-Colts, our next guest, one of our favorite humans on the face of the planet. He is on the call for Westwood One alongside Ron Jaworski. He's the great Kevin Harlan, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn and Kyle. It is always a thrill. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning, my friend. Glenn Kyle, great to be on with you guys. Good morning, and looking forward to getting to Baltimore on Monday. This is a... Uh I think one of the most interesting teams in pro football, and I'm anxious to see them up close. I saw them in Las Vegas yeah. opening weekend, yeah, uh, and, and they were uh, they were terrific and resilient. And uh, with all the different devastating injuries they had gone through in camp and leading up to the start of the season, uh, you know, really accounted for themselves well. And, and obviously, it showed because Vegas, uh, you know, had a had a good team. They began three and zero, and I still think they're a good team even after losing in. Los Angeles this past Monday night, uh, so so that was a uh, that was a hard fought but very resilient type of performance, and um, and I think it kind of set the stage for the season actually. Kevin, I wanted to go back to that because coming out of that Raiders game, people in Baltimore were almost on the cusp of panic, and I know that sounds crazy because you lost a game in overtime that involved you know some some really fortunate set of circumstances, or else you would have won it. But there was a bit of panic about. 
the play of the offensive line in particular. Alejandro Villanueva had a very difficult night at right tackle. He's clearly been quite better on the other side of the field. Um, there was a lot of concern. The way that you're describing it, it sounds like you were coming out of that game not all that concerned about the Baltimore Ravens. And in that way, are you not surprised by how they've, you know, bounced back from it to win three straight? Well, I mean, you know, and then they then they beat Kansas City at home on that Sunday night, you know, which was a terrific win. Yep. And Kansas City is a quality team. Vegas is a quality team. And, uh, you know, I, 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 there's, there's something about his, you know, I, there's great belief certainly in the quarterback. And um, uh, quite frankly, I think the view of the league is how fortunate that Latavius Murray was available and let go by New Orleans and fell right into a running system that fits his style, uh, you know, and, and that that has been fairly seamless. Um, uh, certainly not what they thought they were going to have two months ago, but what, <laughs> it's what they've got now, and and uh, I think it's, it's served them well. I, I tell you, I, I'm very impressed with how they've come out of it. And, no, I was uh, – we knew Las Vegas was good in that in that – going into that game. We knew that they were, you know, loaded at various positions. Their defense had been improved. They spent a lot of money over there uh, trying to bolster it up, and it showed. And um, uh, for them to come out and play like they did that night on the road, and that place was like a uh, circus, as you might not only going to that city as a circus, but playing in that building. First night they had had fans in there for a regular season game. It was tough, and they weathered it. They weathered it very well. And I thought, you know, if they, after what has happened to them and losing their backfield, and to come out and play like that on the road in a place that they were just, it was a fever pitch, I, th- I thought they're, they're, they're a typical Harbaugh team. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, deflect bullets. They're going to make sure that they are in it, and they've got great resolve. You know, they've lost Marcus Peters. That's, that's a difficult loss, certainly in the secondary. My goodness. But, um, you know, somehow, some way, they kind of always bring it together. I don't know if it's because they, they uh, first of all, they, they, they coach those kids in the practice squad incredibly. And I think they've got a very adept group at getting kids off the street, signing free agents off the street. So with all the different venues they've got to get players, they find the right guy to fit in their system, and, and, and they continue to be, you know, a respected team each and every time they go out there. I'm, I'm always impressed with them. Kevin, always. You, you referenced the win over Kansas City and the fact that Kansas City's looked a little bit more human um, through the first four weeks of the year, although, you know, again, they still have Patrick Mahomes, and that, that, that's still very significant. Uh, I know the Bills have looked pretty good in the, first, the last couple of weeks, but obviously they had that loss to Pittsburgh. Are, are, are you starting to think that maybe that there's not that much separation amongst the top teams in the AFC at this point? I think what's happened is the best is not quite as good as maybe we had uh, predicted and that the bottom isn't as bad as we thought. And you've got almost incredible quality from tip to tail in the AFC, which is going to make it a dogfight right until week 18. Uh, there's, there's no doubt that, that there's going to be a bunch at the very top. And, and to try to predict after a month of the season – would be a, would be a fool's errand. There's there's just no way you're going to be able to figure this out. Uh, some teams are one big injury from from you know being ordinary. Uh, other teams uh, like Baltimore will fight off injuries and still emerge because they've got you know they they have lessened the downside with the things I just talked about the different transactions they pull out. The belief in the system and and the coaching, which I don't I don't think they see panic in the eyes of any of those coaches, 
And that's huge. If you're another team that's got maybe a new coaching staff and you lose a couple players and there's not that unity in the locker room and that confidence in the locker room, things can get away from you in a hurry. So, um, uh, But now last week, for instance, I saw Cleveland win in Minnesota. Cleveland did not play well, but their defense was there. Other games they've played, their offense was there, and their defense was just okay. So that's kind of the story, I think, in the AFC. You're, you're going to get maybe one part of the three, special teams, defense, and offense. It's going to lead the way on any particular weekend, and it could be different from week to week. And that's how teams are probably going to survive. And then the injury thing continues to be. The frontline players are so important and no they're so question. highly paid yep. that the problem is with a lot of teams, after you get by that first-string guy, the replacement never fits in or doesn't have any kind of you know impact in, in, until down the road, if ever. Uh, I always view the Ravens differently that way. I always feel like they've got depth. They, they have figured they've always looked at the worst-case scenario and prepared for it. Teams that aren't as deep, they have no plan B. They lose a guy and they go, well, now we're, now we're just going to have to you know, uh, fill in uh, w- with whatever we can at the right tackle or at the uh, uh, edge rusher or in, at the safety position, wherever the injury may occur. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that feeling from the Ravens. They seem to always have an answer when they've got an issue. It's pretty remarkable. You're not wrong about that. We were, as I said, we were panicked about the O-line, and, and they, they put Patrick McCary at right tackle and Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle, and now we're like, wow. These guys now we're panicked about the idea that Villanueva night might not play on Monday. <laughs> Kevin, it's it's amazing how these things work out. The great Kevin Harlan is with us. He's on the call Monday night uh, for Westwood One as the Ravens take on the Colts. Kevin, I'm I'm thinking about storylines that you and Jaws are likely to talk about during the broadcast on Monday, and one that jumps out to me significantly, especially with him being a quarterback, is. Um, the play of Lamar Jackson and how it's been a little different the last couple of weeks. And, I, you know, I am I still don't know that throwing the ball 37 times, while it, it worked great against the Broncos a week ago, and Lamar is proving these have been some of his best weeks as a passer, um, I still don't know if it's what, what's best suited for the Ravens. But what fascinates me is if, if Lamar is going to be this complete type of passer, I mean, he's making lots of throws that maybe in the past we didn't have as much confidence in his ability to make. Not that he was never a bad pass or that he was ever a bad passer, but he's making outside the numbers throws. He's making all the throws these last couple of weeks. How much even more dangerous? And we're talking about one of the most unique weapons in football. But how much even more dangerous can he be if he's still capable of being that running threat moving forward as as he's bouncing back from this back thing, and has developed even further as a passer? I think when you draft these kids, and Jackson probably is case in point, you draft a lot on potential. I mean, you see what the kid is at a major school like his or any of these other high-drafted kids, and you're drafting on what he could become, how you envision he'll play. So many times you see a college tackle become an NFL guard. Um, and, and we know that, that right out of the blocks, he didn't start. They use him kind of as a gadget guy, right, Lamar? So... Um, when he got his chance and his ability to run and then do all these other things, you said, well, we knew that, and boy, it really is effective, and defenses are struggling. But we know in the NFL, to be in that special elite group, you've got to stand in the pocket, you've got to make your reads, you've got to make sure you have pocket presence, you've got to know when to move a step to the left or the right or up in the pocket. And, and I don't know if those things were necessarily guaranteed when he first began to start on a regular basis. But it just goes to show you when you've got the right coaching and the right, you know, mindset 
And this kid, I think, from the very beginning has felt like, you know, they say I can't be a pocket pass. They say I can't be a, a regular NFL-type quarterback that, that you traditionally think of. Well, I'm going to prove him wrong. Um, to get by early on, he ran. Now he's, as you accurately point out, Glenn, he's, he's a guy that, that is showing all the trademarks of what these young, brilliant quarterbacks are showing, whether it be Allen or whether it be Herbert. I'm not saying he's one of those kind of guys, but he is trending in that direction and always knows the escape hatch is there, and that being his legs. He can always get outside, and he is still the single most elusive runner in pro football. Running back, receiver, I don't care what position you're talking about. Uh, he is a, a, not just the most elusive quarterback. I think he's the most elusive runner overall in the NFL. So he always knows he's, got, he's that X factor that a defense has always got to prepare for. And if I'm a defensive coordinator looking at this kid and how he's progressed and what he's doing and his calm demeanor and his seems like very even keel demeanor, which is just exactly what you want for your quarterback. And he's, and he's clearly a sponge. He is clearly soaking up everything, Mm -hmm. adding weekly and, and doing things to make him the kind of quarterback that he and the team envision. Um, he's got to be one of the most, frightening players to try to game plan for because you just don't know you know what blade he's going to pull out of that out of that knife you like like is he going to be a guy that's going to take the short drop is he going to do some gadget stuff is he going to run is he going to be the traditional type guy i mean like these all these things and you talked about his throws i i think you know they knew his arm was strong but did he have in him the mindset to focus on the way that part of the position could be played sure. because they don't want him to take a beating clearly running right. all the time. But man, if he's got that in his, in his toolbox, you know, which he's used a lot, but maybe not quite as much because he's now, like you say, throwing better, learning the pocket, understanding more of the concepts. And, and that is a great sign. And I know the big contract is that, listen, he's been an MVP. The team is one. His record as a starting quarterback is amazing. And and uh, he is he's got to be uh, in their wildest dreams. Uh, do you really think when they what did they draft him thirtieth? Do you think they thought that this deep into his thing that he would have done all he's done and this is where he'd be this young in his career, Wildly, being the kind yeah. of quarterback he was in college, which is basically a running quarterback? I mean, th- this is this is a pretty remarkable story that sometimes gets overshadowed by the Herberts and the and the Mahomes and and the and the Allens in the AFC because they're just like wow. This guy's been the MVP already. Correct. Allen finished second to MVP. This guy has been the MVP, and they've won. So listen, I, he continues to be one of the more fascinating individual stories in pro football. Plus, we get that possibility of a magical Kevin Harlan call of a uh, Lamar Jackson <laughs> Houdini play. He, we just, he uh, had uh, that that one run in Cincinnati a yeah, couple years ago yeah. when he took it. Uh, that was just yep. like it was like. You, like your eyes, you felt like we're lying to you. Did I just see that? What? Like, like, holy smokes! Like, how did he do that? And he glides. He doesn't like, like he's quick twitch. I mean, clearly, but but this is a guy that that just. Uh, it's almost like he's got it choreographed beforehand, and he knows exactly what track he's going to take, and then he pulls it off, and he go, "Is he like what?" That's that's why we need you on as many Ravens games as possible, Kevin, is because you're the <laughs> it's perfect an honor man. To call his games, it really oh, is. Oh, to the, watch that team is, is so much fun. Uh, all right, uh, what do we need to know on the other side, uh, quickly, Kevin? Before I let you go, uh, I think in Baltimore we're largely being dismissive of the Colts and 
forgetting that they did a fairly good job defensively against the Ravens a year ago in Indianapolis and the teams. I say that. The Ravens scored 24 points. But, you know, considering they did a fairly good job defensively against them, uh, what, do, what, do we, what, what jumps out at you about Indianapolis and what way might they be bigger, a bigger threat than perhaps Ravens fans realize? There? Well, I don't know. I, you know, Wentz is such a hard guy to get a handle on just because of his injuries and, and uh, you know, the checkered last couple years of his career, and I don't know how quickly he's fitting in with that team. Um, uh, I really like the way they look with Phillip Rivers, to be quite honest. I just thought that if they could have somehow coerced him into one more year. But they've lost, you know, one of their best linemen in Nelson, um, the best lineman in Nelson. Um, I, I don't know. They're they're actually kind of a nondescript team. Kind of like, they seem like they're in a loading bay. Like they're just kind of waiting to figure out, you know, how they're going to proceed. This is an 11 win team from last year, and you know they're 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 well coached. We know that, and I think they've had some running issues. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I listen. I, I I always feel that when the Ravens are home, you, you've got to consider them a a team that's going to be incredibly difficult to beat, and on a national stage like Monday night, uh, I certainly feel that'll be the case. Um, I don't think the Colts. I think the Colts are still trying to learn what they are. To be quite that 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 is my feeling from afar. I've not seen them in person. I've watched one of their games on tape. Um, uh, I've just I've just kind of broken into to looking at what they're doing. Um, I've already seen the Ravens as, as I mentioned in Vegas, so I feel like I know exactly what they are and what they are is resilient. And um, I would say the Colts have got a tough time on their hands on Monday night. I, I, I think most of us would tend to agree with that, um, but you're impartial, so we like it when you say I try it. to That's be impartial. <laughs> but you can be a fan, too, and yeah. I don't know how you can – you can't be a fan of, of – uh, well, let me tell when they went – and before the season began, when they had all the injuries, I'm thinking, and then losing Peters, uh, the offensive injuries, and then losing Peters in the defense, I go, wow. Yep. Like this, these, like these are not just guys. These are like, like, like cornerstone guys, important players. And sure enough, here they come and they they do what they're doing, and and um, you know, very impressive. And I've got the utmost respect for the coach and certainly the quarterback. Kevin, anything we can plug for you, sir? No, I just uh, I, I I'm I'm taking a red eye from Los Angeles that night. I'm going to get there. I think I landed Dulles like at seven in the morning, and then i got to leave the next day and go back to Los Angeles and do a preseason game on Tuesday. Whew. And that's always my biggest regret is I never get to spend enough time in your great city. So um, i got I got to get this clarified. Are you are you London this week or next week? Well, next week. Next they're, week, they're, okay. They've got Gumbel, uh, Greg Gumbel's cruise in London uh, this we, week for NFL Network, and then we'll have uh, the full broadcast of the full national game on uh, the uh, Miami Jacksonville game, which is the not, following oh gosh, all weird stories out of there, but but that's that's <laughs> that's, that's that's not a joke, man. <laughs> that's that, not that, a... that, that 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 is a ticking time. You just feel like right. It's just like something's not right, and it's going to change. You just don't know when it's it. Re- it really is remarkable to me that they didn't that they didn't just go ahead and do it this week. Like I, I you know, I I almost don't know how you recover from that. But you know, not, not our problem. That's the that's the nice thing about being in Baltimore, Kevin. We don't have to worry about those types of. Not with that things. coach, you don't. Uh-uh. That's, no, that's not with that guy. Very no, he's, fortunate. He's first class, and um, that that's one of the best tires and moves that organization has ever made. Yeah. And I, I, um, I've got great respect for them. Uh, going back to Ozzie and just all the things they've done over the years, it's um, that is a model organization. Kevin Harlan, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. Enjoy your short stay here in Baltimore. Let's talk again real soon, all right? Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Kyle. Good luck, Kyle, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Very sweet of Kevin Harlan to say that. That's very sweet of him. Um, Love Kevin Harlan, obviously. He's the best. I mean, my God, is anybody better at what they do than Kevin Harlan? 
at Colin uh, Sports. That was very. Uh, that was a nice little, nice little touch. That was very sweet. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, it's Kevin Harlan we're talking yeah. about, right? Jesus, uh, very fortunate that he always, always makes time for us, and uh, we don't. I say this all the time about these guys. You know, him, Ian, Nance. Um, you know, the guys that definitely don't have to. Like that, they are where they are in their career. They do not have to do this. They just choose to because of the the quality of of who they are. Sure. And I I don't take that for granted in any way. And I and I tell you that all the time. And those three in particular. And you know, look, you know, Tariko's my guy. I love Tariko. Well, he didn't take this job, you know. What's that? He didn't yeah, he didn't. That's a, I'm still disappointed yeah. about that. He just doesn't do as many. You know, like we, he did the one last year, and and didn't he didn't he do the show like the morning of the Wednesday afternoon game or something like that? He ended he up. Have, yeah. And I want to say that was a flip flop too because they were gonna have Al Michaels do it, and then they switched it to. Um, Sounds right. It was a whole goofy thing. Um, but those guys who regularly have Ravens games, obviously, they've been the top CBS guys for years, um, have always taken the time. And I've always appreciated it. And I, I need you to know I never take it for granted when uh, someone like a Harlan or an Ian Eagle or, or Jim Nance makes sure that they say, yeah, we, we definitely have time for you during the course of the week. All right, hour number one of today's program is in the books. It was brought to you by Window Nation. They have the fall is calling sale going on right now. Leaves are changing. Temperatures are changing. It's time for you to experience some change. Perhaps some new windows might be the way to do it. And you can get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Before the break, uh, I've been sitting on a finish this. Can we go ahead and try that right now? No. I'm, I'm afraid you might have seen it. Uh, from this, uh, I'm not going to tell you where it's from. Florida man, blanks blank, uh, uh, hovers is a comma after the second blank. So Florida man blanks blank comma hovers directly above blank blank and then blanks on it. Florida man blanks blank comma hovers directly above blank blank and then blanks on it. Okay. Florida man steals spaceship, hovers directly above planet Earth and then poops on it. Well, poops is correct. Ah, you got dumb. poops. Jordan, you want in? You wanna you wanna make the next guess? I'll, I'll, I'll we'll deal with Jordan in. Yeah. But you, you gotta you gotta move. You gotta we can't we can't sit around. Yeah. Florida man. Uh, oh. Florida man starts rocket hovers directly above Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that last one. Dang. Yeah. No, I'm coming. All right. So that was nothing. Yeah, Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, we need yeah. it. We got to sharpen yeah, this. Yeah, we got to yeah. sharpen because Kyle's yeah, Kyle's yeah, going to die. He's, he's dying. It. He's driving off a cliff. It's yeah. the whole thing. We're going to need you to I sharpen your yeah. skills. All right. Florida man. Uh, let's see. Florida man. What is the word for breaks into one word? Uh, Florida man enters. I think Brian Powell just looked up this story because he just sent me OMG. Yeah. Florida man enters 
Thank you, John from Little Rock, for bringing this to my attention. By Enters way. Parliament. Uh huh. Hovers directly above British flag and then poops on it. No, give me a number one to four. Um, two. Two. Uh, helicopter. Helicopter. Steals is not correct. It's not steals. Jordan, you went back in. Interesting. Florida man r- rides helicopter. Okay. Uh, hovers directly it, above. You're right to assume that the first one is innocuous. So go ahead. Right. Yep. Hovers directly above a lake and then poops on it. I don't think that would be a. Uh, it would be a story. You're right. It would be something that yeah. You know, he pooped out of that. Uh, you're right. You're right. Florida man takes helicopter. Mm-hmm. Hovers directly above local. Uh, no, no, no. Hovers directly above. Uh, what about? Mm-hmm. What about? What about it? Miami Marlins. Okay, and then, but why would it be poops on it though? Because it would be Marlin. Marlin, just single Miami Marlin. Yeah. That that's different. All right, uh, number one to three. Jordan, you get to, to pick the number this time. I'll do. I'll do three. Sign. Sign. I'm glad you picked three. It didn't give anything. It didn't give the yeah. the, the big the big one away. Um, uh, Jordan, you get the guess here. There's only two blanks left at this point, and again, one of them is innocuous. Florida man drives drive, drives helicopter. I think you normally fly them. Right? Yeah, drives fly. You know, eh, let Jordan eh, live his know. life, man. Ho- hovers. Directly above. You're the guy driving off of cliffs. <laughs> Hovers directly above uh, a sign. Uh, and a then a sign. Yeah, yeah, but is it like go. just a random sign or a sign that's just the letter A? Uh, Could be like yeah, a, in yeah, Anaheim. Yeah, I believe they have go. an yeah, A at the stadium. Go ahead. Florida man, it's not very innocuous, but hijacks helicopter. Not, again, not innocuous. That word that I just said? Yes, hijacks is not innocuous. Oh, I still said it. Yeah, okay. Um, hovers directly above... Mm. What kind of signs are there? Mm. Um, I mean, McDonald's sign and poops on it? Why would it be significant enough? What if it, it had to be a famous sign? In Florida? It's not in Florida. I, I really don't know about a yeah. famous sign. You don't know a famous sign? Any famous signs at all? Frankly, not off the top of my head. Okay. Well, ne- never heard of any famous sign ever. The movie. Mm, all right. Signs. All right. If you say Pretty so. famous. You ever heard of the Hollywood sign? No. What is that? Are you serious right now? No, I'm not serious right now. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, this can't be real. Uh, yeah. Now, the uh, ironic part is I actually know this man. Oh. <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> second-handedly. He's a friend of, of AJ. <laughs> he did it for attention. His name's Mike Busey. He's the nephew of Gary Busey. <laughs> and that might explain a lot. Yeah, yeah. That might explain a lot. But, yeah, legitimate thing that so actually the first happened. One? Oh, he rented yeah. a helicopter. That's why I said it was innocuous. He just rented well, the helicopter. So it's rents. Yes, rent. that's why I said it was innocuous. But you said rented just now. I, that's fine. It's rents. And whatever you just it is. Led me when you said rented. Oh my god! You <laughs> no, know that what? wasn't what the blank was. I, I, I just wanted to let you know. You know what? I want you to know something. Huh? 
I'm gonna miss you. Really gonna miss you, pal. Not gonna be the same when you're gone. Jesus Christ. Good luck finding someone to come up with his random right. things for finishing good, this. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Uh, but I was having this conversation with Paul Valley the other day. He's like, I'm not really good at the finish this. I'm like, Paul, the point is not to be good. You're not supposed to get them right. They're supposed to be Mad Libs. But you've also got to have some some insane yes, creativity correct. to be that able the, to craft something point. funny. Well, I, I think Paul's going to get I have great. I'm looking forward to working with Paul. Um, I, I think we're going to be fine. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, we will... Ch- oh, you know what? We'll do Kyle... Can, we have, can you do Kyle in the Kitchen before Senator? I suppose. Let's do that then. Let's do it. And then uh, Senator Justin Reedy will preview the college football weekend. Senator's suggestions. Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by PressBox. Great Eights memorabilia and true strong services. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes, but the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866 90 Nation today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation, State Highway Administration. (laughs) 
The latest issue of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Hey, um, this might be a good time to remind you, as Jordan's talking about the money he's going to lose playing fantasy football and, and, and fantasy. Did you say you're doing fantasy underwater uh, under un, underwater dog weaving. What what yeah, are we, yeah. what are we so doing? Fan, fantasy college basketball on fan tracks. The real place to do it is at underdogfantasy.com. That's the spot where you should be playing all of your fantasy games because if you go right now and deposit ten dollars or more, we're gonna give you ten dollars free to play with underdogfantasy.com. Kyle was a winner last night. I've done it. Finally. Johnny Drama Jiff, I've done Finally it. Finally had his moment last night. Thanks to uh, Deshaun Jackson? It was, well, not indirectly, yes. But Stafford, Metcalf, and Daryl Henderson. I managed to sneak in a nice little. Yeah. They had a very brief moment where they had a prop for Daryl Henderson to have over under 22 and a half total it's yards. Very weird. He hit that in the first quarter. Yeah. So that was, uh, I didn't yeah. sweat that one out too much. But uh, yeah, it got a little hairy when I was wondering whether Metcalf was going to get it. But then once Geno Smith came in, he did not. <laughs> Get afraid of throwing to DK Metcalf. To play against DK Metcalf last night. I played against Metcalf and Robert Woods in the same game. But Russell Wilson as well, so that sort of okay, evened right, it yeah, out a did, bit. A little but bit. All things considered, yeah. Uh, I was still happier about winning underdog than I was about being well, down awesome. by a bunch of points. That's awesome. In Kyle, finally winner on underdog. Underdogfantasy.com or the underdog app. Use the code PRESSBOX. Deposit $10 or more. And you will get $10 free to play with with underdog fantasy football. It's time for this. It's time for Kyle in the Kitchen. Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. Kyle in the Kitchen brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour this week. Boyd Martin, Olympian, was with Stan and Gary Stein talking about the Maryland Five Star, which comes to Cecil County, Fair Hill, next Weekend, It's going to be an amazing weekend. Even if you say, look, I don't really understand this sport. It's not my thing. Understand, these are the finest athletes in the world that are participating in it. And it's more than just the event. It's like an entire festival, a fall event, an awesome thing to take the entire family out to. And uh, the guys are talking to Boyd Martin about that. If you missed it, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or pressboxonline.com slash video to find it. Brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. So, the penultimate Kyle in the kitchen. Indeed, indeed. I uh, made a really tasty sandwich. Oh, I had I'll be a, the judge of that. Yeah, well, it's not matter what you think. Uh, I went out to a steak dinner on Friday night. Look at you, tasty. You know, always good to Look enjoy some nice steak. Had oh, some yeah, leftovers. Brian, Brian says, "Put your hat on. Oh. Put your hat on." Uh, I know, I know, I know. You're short timing us right now, but like, you know, your hat, man. We gotta remember to do that. Thanks for the congratulatory wishes, Brian. Mm, I don't think he's happy for you. He hasn't said a thing. Well, you know, look, man. Tosses around. Okay, when mommy and daddy break up, sometimes it's awkward for the kids, okay? I don't even know what he does around here anymore. Settle down. Toss around commands. You're being, you're now. I'm still upset about the pigs. You're taking it out. You're taking it out. I'm still upset about the pigs. Get to the, get to the. Uh, It was, so leftover steak. Nice, tasty, some strips, some shank, all that stuff. Okay. 
Uh, I rarely have leftover steak after. That's a fine. Well, some of us know how to ration. Um, Is that so? So what I did was I have a nice ciabatta, of course. I made a trip to H Mart the other weekend as well. All right. H Mart, you've been there before? I have not. Oh, you're making mistakes. It's a great Korean market. Okay. Uh, located out. There's a couple of Catonsville, and, uh, Silver Spring, different places or whatever. I was at my Catonsville after a hike, and we stopped at H Mart post-hike to get some food and some mm, groceries. I love kimchi. I'm a big kimchi guy. Kimchi is absolutely delicious. So, the I dated, basis, I dated kimchi. No, you didn't. In high school. The basis of the sandwich, of course, leftover steak. I got some kimchi, mm-hmm. and my, my juices started flowing. I also got some spicy chili crisp, which is an oil that is infused with different peppers and like crispy items. Like, Let me see if I can pull up the exact info. It's crispy items. It so it has spicy chili crisp is a blend of various chili peppers, soybean oil, garlic, was, onions, spices, soybeans, and peanuts. I was hoping it was going to be cocoa crisp. So I was and it's delicious. It's like a, you mix it into any number of things. But what I had planned here was a sandwich with my leftover steak, some kimchi, and including the spicy chili crisp. So I took my ciabatta, put a little olive oil on there, toasted it nicely, got it nice and crispy on the top, and not burnt, of course. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. I then thinly sliced the leftover steak okay. so that it would more easily fit in the sandwich and I could more easily organize it. And I, of course, reheated the steak until it was warmed and delicious. So I made a spicy mayonnaise, mm. spicy horseradish mm. mayonnaise, for what it's worth. <laughs> Lil Jordan's really yeah. excited I, about I, this. I, yeah. Really so excited. I like spicy mayonnaise. took the mayo base, added a healthy dollop of horseradish, And I took a nice spoonful, I believe it was a table, whatever, the the kitchen spoon, the stuff that you would just, you know, took a spoonful of the spicy chili oil, mixed it all together to make a beautiful orange oil or mayonnaise with some nice crispy elements to it with a bite of horseradish to accompany the steak. Put that on the bottom layer of the sandwich, of course, made Mm -hmm. the, the, covered it nicely, and I slather. I then layered carefully the steak over top. You know, as one would when you make a sandwich with meat. I topped that with kimchi mm. before mm. closing the loop mm. and putting the rest of the ciabatta on to make what was an absolutely delicious umami filled, nice different textural with the kimchi and the steak, with the nice flavor from the mayonnaise and the nice chew from the ciabatta. All things considered. A delicious sandwich on a Sunday afternoon. Wait your turn, Jordan. Settle down. Um, that looks tasty. It, it looks, was it looks very tasty. tasty. It looks tasty. You don't I'm care about kimchi, I don't think. Here's my problem. Kimchi's fine. It's delicious. You oversold it the other day when we were having an off-air conversation. Kimchi is Kim- one of my kimchi, favorite. Kimchi is fine. And as an accoutrement, it's, you know. It, it, I'll eat kimchi alone. Yeah, I've that's, eaten the entire thing I, of kimchi yeah, that, 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 that i got. You might have a problem. No. Like, you might have a problem. No. Yeah, I... No. Uh, there was a joke that I was going to make, and I'm going to choose to not make it, but just file it away. File it away. Yeah. And, and you know what? Do me a favor. Laugh. It was funny. I just didn't make it. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. I will that. not be Appreciate laughing. Appreciate the cell. Um, I feel like it was culturally insensitive. Uh, no, it wasn't really a cultural thing. Okay. It was, it, uh, you know what? We're going to leave it alone is what we're going to do. We're going to leave it alone. Um, so here's my issue, right? My issue is I enjoy kimchi on a banh mi. I enjoy kimchi in, in various ways. I, um, I have a friend who... Uh, named John, who comes over every year and helps us out with a pig, and I've always appreciated uh, John and it's Mr. Gatsby, isn't it? No, it's different John. Okay. This is John R., who ran uh, Bad Decisions, I believe, was his joint, 
And he, for his own birthday, did an entire Korean barbecue thing. Like, he did an entire yeah. Korean barbecue. And she is my favorite and, side of all and, of those and, Korean barbecues. Uh, there's a word for it. There's a word for sides in Korean barbecue. Yeah, I don't know it. It's, oh, my God. It's a word you, you know. know it. No, it's a word we all know. Um, banchan. That's what it is. Banchan okay. is what you call the sides uh, in a Korean barbecue. Okay. And so uh, I got over there early to try to help him out because he always helps me out at my party. So I got over there early to help him out. I was uh, slicing up some cucumbers, things along those lines. And he was like, hey, man, the kimchi's out. And I just walked over and I was like, it's just such an unwelcoming bowl. I so disagree. Of, it's just so, it's off-putting. I don't even know what you mean by that. When it's just sitting there by itself. What does that even mean? It's the smell. It's the. It's just an off-putting. I think you're just wrong. No, I'm not just wrong. You it's, are this absolutely is the wrong. This is the eternal kimchi problem. This is kimchi forever. Kimchi is absolutely delicious. The, kim- the red hue, I kimchi love it. Kimchi is delicious when mixed in with this. I'm sure it was quite tasty when mixed in I with this I love sandwich. eating kimchi plain. And on a banh mi, it's absolutely wonderful. But plain kimchi delicious. just offers nothing. So wrong. So, so wrong. What, I, I could not. I am not wrong about that. I am not wrong about it. I firmly believe that kimchi is... As you, far by as, the way, you emailed the link, right? Yes. Okay, thank you. As far as vegetable, like pre I don't even know. Like I, I like kimchi as much as I like sauerkraut, if not more, frankly. I really like sauerkraut, too. I, I enjoy but I don't just eat sauerkraut it. plain the way that I eat kimchi plain. If I get kimchi, I have to... Stop myself from eating it all in one sitting. You have a real problem, man. You have just a you got a real, real problem. I really don't. It's it's not my problem anymore. It's gonna be somebody else's problem. I truly do not have how a many, problem. How many how many Ottenheimers for this sandwich? The sandwich? Eighty seven. Eighty seven Ottenheimers? It was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. What do you call this thing? You got a name for it? Uh you should come up with a name for it, probably. You should, you, it's yours. The You're impossible the, kimchi smith. Eh, it's oh oh, <laughs> it's unbreakable, isn't it? Yeah, but this is different. <laughs> well, I think we should call it the unbreakable kimchi schmidt. I think Fine. that's better. I think that's a better name Fine. for the sandwich. I don't know if it's gonna fit then, on one line on the. Uh, what's that? I don't know if it's gonna fit on one line on the uh, on the old what? notes thing. Oh, I think you can make that. I think you can make that work. I think that's possible. All right, 87, 87 Loved on it. The, Im- Loved uh, it. the unbreakable kimchi schmidt which is the sandwich that Kyle made with his leftover steak from the steak restaurant the other day. Very good. All right, we good? Uh, yes. Okay, let's do some Senator's suggestions then. Joining us as he does every Friday, he is Senator Justin Reedy, and he's going to preview the college football weekend for us. Senator, good morning. How are you, my friends? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great, sir. Um, another pretty good week of game. Un- unlike last week when we were excited about the Maryland game, not so excited about the Maryland game this week. Um, in a weird way, I- I'm not... I'm not convinced that they're just they're just going to go get drubbed by Ohio State. I think the Iowa matchup might have actually been a worse matchup for Maryland, but losing Dante Demas really hurts them badly. Um, I'm I'm I, I I have very little hope of them being uh, victorious on the road. I have a weird feeling it might not be as embarrassing as the Iowa thing was. Yeah, they got a little snake bit in that Iowa game. They reminded me of the uh, one of the. One of the games I remember from my youth was that Buffalo Bills Dallas Super Bowl that was fifty-two to seventeen, and da- Buffalo literally kept fumbling and throwing interceptions. It's like sometimes you just get a game like that, and it it just snowballs on you. Um, I think Maryland will be. Com- I'm hoping will be competitive for you know maybe three quarters. I do think Ohio State will win, but you can move the ball on that defense. So if 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 Maryland can avoid a spat of turnovers and get some points on the board. I think it could be an interesting game. I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't see Ohio State 
losing the game. Right, right. The spread, I think, is 21, so maybe Maryland can beat the spread. And I think we, we can hang a banner for that, if that's if that were to occur. I'm pretty sure that's the hey, way that I, it I'm watching to see how they bounce back. Because yes, I think that's correct. a test of a coach, and you've had a correct. game that didn't it, go your way. And you don't want this to spiral, and the Big Ten is right. still tough. It's not as if there are – this. you're not playing in the ACC where there's lots of wins to be had. You have to show that right. – that you're going to be mentally tough the rest of the way in order to make sure you go pick off a few more wins and have a positive if, season. If they're going to have a good season, they're going to have to win a couple games they're not, quote, supposed to win. So you watch this game to see can they compete, can they stay in the game um, so that they, you know, and look ahead to see can they beat maybe, you know, win against Rutgers, Michigan State, Indiana, Michigan. You want yep. to win two or three of those, you know, and 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 have an opportunity. Have an opportunity. They get Penn State at home. Penn State looks pretty good, but – you want to have an opportunity, you know. All right, let's talk about the big games of the week and another. As I said, another good slate. Maybe not quite as good as we thought last week was going to be, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, what's number one on uh, on your suggestions for the week? So my my best game of the week, in my opinion, is Penn State at Iowa. Number yeah. four, Penn State at number three, Iowa. Um, obviously, it's a top five matchup. I don't know whether these two teams are two of the top five teams in the country or not, but for right now, they've earned the right to be in those positions. I think this game will be fascinating to see if Penn State does not turn the ball over, can Iowa win? And I, I think the answer is probably no. Hmm. If, if hmm. Penn State, if every drive ends in a kick for Penn State, I think they win the game. I, I think it'll be close. I don't think Penn State's going to score 31 points. I would, I would look at it as kind of like a 20 or 21 to 16 kind of game. I, um, I was but, really impressed. Like what would impress me about Iowa is I thought they were all they were, it was all run, right? Like I thought that's just what they did. They ran the ball down your throat and played defense. Man, they 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 can throw the ball too. Um I, I'm they really they really impressed me as a complete football team a week ago. They are. I think Penn State is a little bit more talented. I think Iowa can can win the game if you give them a couple of short fields. If you make Iowa go 80 yards, consistently i think that offense is going to have trouble okay. that's just my opinion all from right. watching all maryland right. literally kept giving them the ball no I, that was a huge part of the problem there's no doubt about yeah. that yeah when you when you throw five intercepts now part of that is their defense is really good right like their defense it is, is oh credit to iowa i'm not right. suggesting they don't deserve credit they right. absolutely do they, they remind me a lot because as you know all your your listeners that have listened to me so far know i'm an alabama homer when i was a kid that that one of those alabama teams that won a national title in 1992 was like incredible defense offense couldn't do much but the defense kept getting them the ball in favorable situations and it kind of reminds me of that but uh, we'll see what happens i it should be a fun i think it'll be it's a great scene iowa city when iowa is good is a great is a great scene all right uh oh and, and the thing they do with the wave it's so that's so yeah cool they wave the, at the kids in the children's hospital yeah, at, between the third and fourth quarter which is awesome wonderful. that's so awesome yeah. all right he's senator justin reedy these are senator's suggestions senator what's next uh, my second game of the of the of the week would be uh, number six Oklahoma versus Texas. I think Texas should actually be ranked. Um, I'm not a Texas fan, but I think they're probably a top 25 team. They're not technically ranked though, but I, I think this is sort of a a top 20 matchup, top 25 matchup for sure. They play at a neutral site. They play at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Kyle knows that. Ky- Everyone knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. We struggled with that yesterday when we were making our picks. Every year. Sorry. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Cur- no problem. Cur- yeah, it's no. called the Red River. It used to be called the Red River Shootout, but they changed it for politically correct reasons. So it's the Red River Rivalry. But it's a great. It's usually a very good game. Usually very high scoring. 
Um, both both teams I, have had both good I, and I, bad. See, games. I thought they changed the name of the game because Oklahoma's offense stinks, and so they're no longer legally allowed to call it a shootout any longer. I thought uh, we'll that see. was the we'll see. I can't. Oklahoma maybe got back on track a little last week, but I I do think. I don't expect this to be a 42-35 game like it's been some years. I think I think both teams are are capable of winning. Um, Texas, this would be a huge win for Steve Sarkeesian in his first year if he could establish uh, winning in in the um, you know winning in this in this game. This game really bedeviled both Tom Herman and some previous Texas coaches uh, because Oklahoma just seemed to have the upper hand quite often. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how good Texas's defense is. They don't seem to be particularly good on defense, but offensively, I think they can move the ball. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, this will be a test for both teams, but it's always a pretty exciting game. And again, a great spectacle for college football. I dated a girl who went to Oklahoma who swore that this was the greatest thing that existed in all of football and tried to convince me to go, to make a trip down. And, and she did sell me in all the fried food that was available at the Texas State Fair. That was part say, was, yeah. I don't know if it's the greatest spectacle. But yeah. There is every kind of fried food imaginable within about a block walk of the, of, of the game. I, so I just, there is that. Oklahoma is so puzzling to me, man. I cannot figure out, you know, like, is 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 Lincoln Riley kind of a fraud? Is it just that Spencer Rattler's not that good? And maybe you're right. Maybe last week was a sign that they are going to get things figured out and they just need a little bit of time. But, like, they are so puzzling to me. It's just that on the other, the other side, you're forced to trust Texas. And when was the last time that we could trust Texas in anything that not, resembled a big game? I th- and I think, I think Sarkeesian may be able to change that, but he needs more than this year. Something tells me Oklahoma will probably put it together and win the game. But I, it, Oklahoma, to me... I think I said this a previous week, their offensive line is really what's been surprising how poor they've played um, overall. And um, so we'll see. I definitely, it's an unusual situation where Oklahoma's defense has carried them a little bit this year uh, and they're still undefeated. So, you know, we'll see if this is one of the, this is probably their, their biggest or best matchup they've had so far. This will be their toughest game so far. It might be their toughest game of the whole year. Uh, So, so we'll see what they're made of. All right. And number three on your list. Number three, I've got a, um, it was sort of a, to- a coin toss, but I went with Georgia at Auburn, and only because Auburn lucked their way into a victory at, at Death Valley last week, so they're a top 20 team. Um, I don't think Auburn is actually that good. I actually think Bo Nix made some amazing plays last week. He's just as likely to do a disaster as he is a great play. Yep. Um, he should basically be a zone read quarterback that runs around occasionally, and I, I, I don't know – I think Georgia is is incredibly good. In fact, I would vote them number one right now. Their defense, Jordan Davis, their interior defensive lineman, I think should be at the top of the list for the Heisman Trophy. He is a bad man that can like run. He can run running backs down from one end of the line on a sweep. When you know it, it's incredible to watch. So I think Georgia is going to actually sort of ground Auburn into powder in the game. But it's a top twenty matchup. It's a historic right. It's considered the South's oldest rivalry. And, you know, it's at Auburn, which there's always a little bit of juju that goes on at Jordan-Hare Stadium. As an Alabama fan, boy, I know that more than more than most. Uh, so it could be close for a while. I think this game in the end is going to be sort of a 31-10 a to 10 type matchup. But I have it on here because it is two top 20 teams sure. and it's an SEC conference sure. game. And what's the story uh, with Georgia at the quarterback situation? Yeah, that's the other thing that makes it maybe not seem quite as obvious that that they would. I think if if TJ Daniels, if, sorry, JT Daniels plays, I think I'll, Georgia is better. They, he can throw the ball deep. He is a more effective. Um, um, he moves around better than their backup Stetson Bitson, who's a, Stetson Bennett, who's a very capable backup. He he is not going to get you 
over the hump in a, in a big game, but he can win games against teams that are sort of a little bit lesser than you are. It's been interesting why, uh, why JT Daniels, he's been very injury prone the last two years. Um, I don't completely understand it, but it sounds like it's his labrum, which apparently I'm told is it's a very big muscle. I know. And it's, 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 it can be tricky. So if he plays Georgia is better. Um, and I think they need JT Daniels to be healthy to make, to, to beat like an Alabama team. Uh, I think they can, if he's healthy for sure, because uh, sure. their defense is so elite, Sure, yeah. um, but they need help. They need him to get healthy. So I, you know, I, I'm not sure who's going to start. Um, and if you're considering having a, a vested interest in the game, I would definitely make sure you know who's starting before you bet on over under. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying it's uh, it's a bit of a safer bet. bet if JT Daniels is under center than correct. Than I, as far I think I think Georgia will win either way, frankly. But I think if you're looking for how do they make sure they win by say more than a certain amount, <laughs> you, you should be sure you know who's playing quarterback. I completely understand that. All right, uh, Senator Justin Reedy, the the website where people can find all your college football analysis is yeah, it's the duck yeah, it's the duckpen uh, dot com or the duckpen.substack.com and. Like I've told you before, we have an eclectic mix of stuff that I, that is on there, and I've ha- I'm the college football writer. So, and you can find me at Reedy CFB on Twitter as well. R E A D Y CFB. Very good. Thank you, sir. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Thanks for having me, Senator Justin Reedy, previewing the college football weekend. A couple of things. John from Little Rock is very confident in Texas. Like he is doubling down. So, John, you're gonna tell me. I think we're approaching the point where you gotta you gotta tell me what your guarantee is on the other side. Like, if Texas doesn't win, or at least co- if Texas doesn't cover, what are you going to do? I kind of need that. He's bullish about Casey Thompson, their new Cubs quarterback. Cubs and slack. The man loves kimchi, too. I, okay, I know he's your. I know right now he's your guy. I understand that. But he's just he's so bullish about Texas. As of I think, now, the majority I, of people, I don't know about Jordan's stance. I don't know if he's quite no, – you're a kimchi man, Jordan? I've never had it. See, I kind of suspect well, that's a, that that's might a, be the case. That's a different thing. And again, you're you're suggesting that John I John is our culinary expert. For you're suggesting us. that my my comments are salacious towards kimchi. They're not plain. I think it's just your your my argument that it's that it's off by itself. It's off putting. I to don't approach agree a bowl at all. of kimchi is don't agree off-putting. whatsoever. So if you're at a if it's a bonchon in front of you, you're not going to eat the kimchi. Uh, I. I did. I, get, I did. I, I like get more. I'm I like, yeah, I'm like, can we get some you, more kimchi, please? You, you have a problem, sir. You have a problem. Uh, Brian Powell sent us the link, the list of new. What time is uh, Lewis Riddick joining us? Uh, Twelve minutes. In Twelve minutes. All right. Uh, Brian Powell. Today's show, by the way, also brought to you by Window Nation. The fall is calling. Sale is going on right now. Uh, temps are changing. Colors are changing. It's time for you to have some change in your life. Some new windows. Two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Play nothing for two full years. Nothing at all. Pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Brian just sent me the list of new foods that are available this year at the Texas State Fair, which is where the Oklahoma-Texas game happens. Okay. Uh, Number one, bacon jam corn bombs. Sounds pretty tasty. Crispy, savory, sweet, blah, 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 blah. It's it's, uh, bacon jam, warm bacon jam ladled over crispy corn hush puppies, then complemented with a drizzle of ranch dressing and topped with homemade candied jalapenos. I also don't need the ranch for what it's worth. Uh, All of it. I think I'm sure I'm sure it works just fine. I mean, I'm I'm sure. sure it works just fine. A bag of egg rolls. Uh, Fairgoers will receive a variety of tasty egg rolls in a bag consisting of mac and cheese, pizza, original, and samosa egg rolls. The Big Tex Bowl. Uh, Mac and cheese. Rich and creamy. Three cheese sauce perfectly combined with uh, cavatappi noodles to hold all the cheesy goodness. Then topped with smoked brisket, sharp cheddar, French fried onions, 
chives, applewood smoked bacon, candied jalapenos, and a barbecue cream sauce. I would eat that. Would you? Mm-hmm. Would you eat that? Um, this is just a bucket of fries. I don't know why that's a big deal, but that's fine. Like a like a real bucket. It just appears to be a bucket of fries. Nothing else. Other but like, than how that. big of a bucket? I'm sure it's massive. I don't know. It just says bucket of fries, man. Um, uh, chicken on a stick. Uh, that seems very similar to things. Country fried shrimp grits. Deliciously rich cooked grits are infused with shrimp and cheese, formed into squares, then dipped into a light egg wash and covered with a homemade batter, deep fried to perfection. To top it off, this delicious dish is then covered with a mouth-watering shrimp and crawfish sauce. I'd eat that. Whew. Uh, the Dallas Hot Bird Dog. Now you're talking my language. A smoked turkey frank is dunked in a fiery mm. seasoned batter all beef here. and deep fried, then smothered with rich and creamy mac and cheese. It's topped with fried jalapenos and then drizzled with Cholula. Not sure why it needs to be a turkey frank. Don't know why either, but that's what they're going with. Uh, deep fried pancakes. Go on. Why? These are just like these are just like homemade individual bite-sized pancakes. Those are fun. Ev- but every like but every bite is the. Is yeah, the best part of that's these. That's the things. good. Yeah, that's, that's, I like these, what they're doing there. You don't. These fresh from the fryer hotcakes yeah, yeah. come with your. Cho- all right, blah blah blah. You don't. You don't see the beauty in that. Yeah, it does. The best bite me. of the pancake is the crispy edge. I understand that. They're making it all the crispy I edge. I get that. Uh, deep fried PB and Raz brulee. Mm. Uh, the seamless ma- blah 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 blah. Uh, all right. The, the 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 it's it's a PB and J with creme brulee. That sounds fantastic. Basically, the two are melted together perfectly to blend different times. <laughs> I would like the, that. A deep fried peanut butter uh, sandwich pocket is topped with. Thick and creamy vanilla cream with a turbinado sugar-heavy sprinkling and broiled and caramelized Sounds to fantastic. a hard-shell top. It's then dolloped with a perfect helping of mixed berries to complete this beautifully delicious dessert. That I would eat, for sure. Deep-fried peach cobbler soul rolls. Say less. Uh, yeah, I don't actually think that needs me to explain. That just sounds wonderful. Deep-fried shrimp etouffee. Sure. I mean, sure. I don't know. I would eat it. I don't know. What is shrimp etouffee? What is it? Uh, shrimp etouffee is like a, a Cajun dish. Yeah, I know that. It's, but like, what is it specifically? It's typically like a pasta. Um, yeah, go for it. I don't know. What's not to like? A deep fried dumpling filled with uh, filled with piping hot rice and juicy house seasoned shrimp. I guess in a ball yeah, that would kind of work. Yeah. yeah. Smothered in onion, celery, tomatoes, green peppers, and cheese. Then served with Creole mustard and chipotle ranch. Sure. Deep fried toffee. No, thank you. No, thank you. Fried Mexican bread pudding. It's called Mm -hmm. caprotata. Bread is layered with a mixture of two shredded cheeses sprinkled over a piloncillo. That wasn't pronounced correctly. I'm sure it's not, uh, but it's close enough. Unrefined whole cane sugar, syrup with raisins. Oh, now you're talking. Delectable aromic spices are pulled over the mixture, then baked. What did I say? Aromic? Aromic. Yeah, it's definitely aromatic. (laughs) You're 100% right about that. The resulting pudding is battered and fried, then crowned with whipped topping covered with a drizzle of dulce de leche. Oh, man. I love dulce de leche. Uh, Shake of fresh ground cinnamon and bright sprinkles ready as the dessert for your first bite. My word. Frozen ranch water. Going to go ahead and decline on the name on that one. One of the most popular cocktails in Texas is ranch water. Are you familiar with this, little Jordan? You, you, Are you really? Have you yeah. had a ranch water? Yeah, I had the uh, last night actually before going out. I had the spicy jalapeno ranch water. They're what? actually they sell them in cans. They're four percent, so a little less than a beer. So what is it? It's 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 it's, it, like, a, it's it, like a seltzer. Well, if, this says it's that. a simple cocktail consisting yeah. of silver tequila, topo chico, and fresh lime. 
Yeah. Doesn't sound like ranch at all. It doesn't sound like ranch yeah, at all. Not. That's 100 percent true. I guess it's a ranch, like a Texas ranch, is what they're doing. Yes. I guess that's the bit. It's yeah. not ranch dressing. Well, why is it in Baltimore? Texas it's not. Well, that's a different thing. Yeah, his his <laughs> was. I don't know. Because why do they have Old Bay in other places in the country? Gobble it's balls. Um, turkey balls. Turkey turkey nuggets are smoked, then breaded and deep fried. These delectable bite-sized treats are served with your choice of barbecue dipping sauce. Mm. Helmet strudel. It just sounds like a strudel. I'll pass. Lobster corn dog. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this is actually. I'm actually listening to this. Uh, we take a lobster cake, bread it, and baste mm, it with the freshest me of cake. cornbread batter. Then we deep fry it until golden and serve with a fresh remoulade for dipping. I mean, I'm sure it's delicious, but lobster cake implies that you're using a lot of filler. Quesabaria. That tr- sounds great. A tender. I finally had burrito tacos, by the way. I, I've had uh, burrito tacos. I was are... expecting the, the, the juice to be a little bit more flavorful. I get, I get that. You yeah, know? I get that. Uh, tender shredded steak. It's mixed with cheese and stuffed in fresh corn or flour tortilla. Then it's grilled to a slight crispy perfection and topped with cilantro, onion, and delicious side of rich consomme for dipping. The realist cheesesteak. I'm Who's sure. To decide? I'm sure. I'm so sure. Pass. Southern fried lemon icebox pie balls. That's a lot of, that's a lot of words. I'm just going to read these other things. Texas barbecue brisket bon me. There you go. There you go. Um, I don't think it's normally a it's kimchi in bon me. It can think. be. It's normally like it, carrot I know, shoots I know, and cucumber. It can, but you can do a bon me with kimchi. Okay. It has been done. Texas Easter eggs. I don't know what that means. They might the Mildly spicy, creamy, cheddar, cheesy, deep fried eggs. Will make you wish you had an Easter basket full of them to take home. I would eat that. Texas fried fried Fritos pie. Of course, I think everybody's had a, a Frito pie in their life. Texas fried surf and turf. Nah. Texas uh, twice fried Mexican meatballs. Sounds I'm listening. Dry. You think? Twice fried. It seems I'm like sure they're. I'm sure they're putting. It, yeah. I'm sure they're putting something over top of it. That's the whole list. That's what's available. That's new this year at the Texas State Fair, where the Oklahoma Texas game is. All right, we'll come back in. Uh, Lewis Riddick will join us. We'll preview Monday Night Football, Ravens-Colts. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialist. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. 
Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash Sports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Grade 8's memorabilia, and True Strong Services. All right, back in here on GCR, the uh, print issue of Press Box. You only have about 10 or so days in order to get this one. Marlon Humphrey is on the cover. Great cover story from Bo Smolka about where Marlon Humphrey stands in the lineage of Great Ravens defensive players. Go pick it up right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. And uh, coming up, in, like I said, about a week and a half or so, the new print issue of Pressbox will be on newsstands. It'll include a lot of our college basketball uh, uh, content as we get ready for the start of college basketball season. We'll tell you more about it in the coming week. Coming up on Monday night, Ravens-Colts here in Baltimore. Of course, our next guest will be on the call for Monday Night Football alongside Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. He is a former NFL safety and longtime executive. He is the great Lewis Riddick, and he's with us again here on GCR. Lewis, it's Glenn and Kyle here in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, not a problem at all. Glad to be with you. And it's good to chat with you. We were just talking um, uh, with Kevin Harlan earlier this morning, who, of course, is going to be calling the game for Westwood One. and. He was talking about how how really remarkable it is, and I and I, and I was hoping that you could provide some context for it. I, the Ravens are sitting at three and one, and and look great, right? Like they mm-hmm. they went out, they beat a Denver team that we thought was quite competent. Um, Lamar Jackson is showing a side of himself we haven't really necessarily seen before. It's the best that he's ever looked as a passer the last couple of weeks, and they're doing all this after losing their running backs and losing their left tackle and losing one of their top cornerbacks. And in a weird yeah. way, I think that story is sort of being undertold of how remarkable this is and, and, and what they've been able to do despite so many injuries. Can you give context to this from your years and being in front offices of, of how remarkable it really is that the Ravens have withstood all of these blows so far? 
Yeah, well, I mean, think of this. Think of it this way. If you were going to rank the importance of positions 1 through 22, if you're talking about the starters offensively and defensively, in the top five you would have quarterback, pass rusher, corner, offensive tackle, wide receiver. Quarterback, pass rusher, corner, offensive tackle, wide receiver. So they have been missing now. Top one of the top corners, you know, depending upon if you think Marcus or Marlon is the best one. Their franchise left tackle, and the wide receiver who they drafted in the first round to, in order to really supplement this football team hasn't even stepped on the field yet. You know, and Rashad Bateman. And okay, so then if you move down the list, now you you take away their three top running backs heading into camp, and then you're trying to piecemeal that together, and you still take. Vegas down to the wire. So you're, you're really just a couple plays here and there away from being 4-0. Yeah. That's remarkable. You're right. I mean, that's incredible considering the importance of the positions that they did lose on top of how they were decimated at, at running back. That speaks to the coach. Well, let, let's put it this way. It's, it speaks to the coaching staff in the front office being on the same page because obviously they have enough depth and have acquired enough depth, particularly at running back, um, in such a way that the front office knows exactly what the coaching staff will want in terms of makeup mentally and physically. The coaching staff has great ability to get guys up to speed quickly and get them to play at a high level. And these guys don't blink, particularly their, their franchise quarterback. Have you ever really seen anything kind of where, you, you know, where Lamar's been asked anything and people – and, and you get the feeling that he's kind of really worried or he's flustered or no. like he doesn't have an answer. No. He never gives that impression. Everybody follows that lead, just like everybody follows John Harbaugh's lead. This, this team is just built and wired the right way, man. So it's, it's, it's a big deal, but to them internally, it's not a big deal, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's the nobody cares, work harder thing, right? Like right. It's, it's, the, right. it's the we're not going to complain about it. We're not going to boo-hoo. We're, not gonna, we're just going to go go play, and we're going to go no go. excuses. It's, it, it is really, really remarkable. Uh, Lewis, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lamar because I, we have seen, as I mentioned, these last couple of weeks, and, and I want to make it very clear. He, he was always a capable thrower, but we've seen something these last couple of weeks that has been, I think, even a step beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if throwing the ball 37 times a game is what's best suited for the Ravens, right? But they, they clearly did it a week ago, and, and it worked, and it looked great. Do you get the sense this is, okay, we'll, we'll do this right now because Lamar's back is banged up, and um, you know they're, they're zeroing in on the run and trying to key in on the run, and so it's opening some things up? Or do you get the feeling that maybe this is what they're trending to with Lamar Jackson? They always wanted to get to a place where Lamar could throw the ball a little bit more and they wouldn't have him running the way that he's been running? I, I think ultimately, yeah, they want to take some of the hits off of him. There's no question about that. But you can't sacrifice efficiency and smart game management for trying to just, quote-unquote, save one person. So I guess what, what I'm trying to say is this. I think ultimately – just like the best offenses in the NFL, which right now I think the best offense in the NFL in terms of being able to do whatever the hell they want to do is Dallas. All right? they'll, if you take away the run, they'll throw it. You take away the pass, they'll run it. I think ultimately that's what Baltimore wants to be. I think that's what every offensive coordinator wants to be. And I think with Baltimore, because the first thing defenses go, you know, fret about and absolutely lose sleep over is the run game, mm-hmm. 
sure, you're going to get a lot of eight-man fronts. You're going to get a lot of single high safety. You're going to get a lot of, Lamar, go ahead and try and beat us on the outside throwing the football because we're stacking this box between the numbers. And we're going to make sure we make you go sideline to sideline running it. And we're going to tattoo you when you do run, but we're going to make you throw it. And he has gotten to the point now where he is, if you watch him in the pocket, his footwork stepping up into the pocket, eyes down the field, not always looking to take off and run. You know, he's throwing jump passes like he did against Kansas City. He's hitting deep shots, deep over routes like he did to Marquise just this past week. Heck, against Detroit, he has two more touchdowns if Marquise keeps hold of the football. Uh I think that's – it's all kind of coming together at the same time, meaning his evolution as a passer is what you ideally want, and he's as as good as he's ever been as far as staying in the pocket and pushing the ball down the field. The running game is still efficient, even with having really your top three runners be guys who you had never had as top as your runners before. The offensive line has has withstood some changes at center, at right guard, left guard. You know the who was the starting right tackle, not a left tackle. Now a guy who's really a career guard is playing right tackle. That's just all these different changes, and yet they're still you know able to be this multiple is. I mean, this is a sweet spot for them. It, it really is. I don't think they're forcing one thing or the other. I think they're ultimately taking what they think is going to best serve them from week to week in order to score points. And that makes them, just like I said initially with Dallas, that makes them all the more dangerous. Because now you don't know. Now, if you want to spend all your time trying to figure out how to slow down design quarterback runs, RPOs, uh, speed right. options, read options, well, he's just gonna he's just gonna bludgeon you throwing the football now, and they're not even at full strength yet at wide receiver. And James Prochet is starting to show up. Mm-hmm. Devin Duvernay is making plays. Sammy Watkins is making plays. Mark Andrews has always made plays. They're in, they're in a kind of a nice little sweet spot right now, and they need to just keep their head down and keep working on it because after playing four games, you know, and you've got, you know, what is it now? Thirteen more to go. You, you don't want to lose any momentum. You don't want to start getting complacent. You don't want to think, okay, well, we've got it now. But, man, is it looking good for them as far as the way it's trending for them for sure. Piggybacking on that, do you, do you think we are nearing the point where defenses will kind of stop loading the box with eight men? Do you expect there will be the adjustments defensively and as a result maybe an adjustment offensively from the Ravens, as you mentioned, to attack what they are giving them now with maybe the run game? Yeah, I think you, you, you definitely have to – I don't think you ever will just see teams sitting back and playing uh, however you want to call it, too high, umbrella, shell, whatever you want to call it, which is kind of the rage right now as far as trying to take away a team's explosive playmaking ability in the deep part of the field. I don't think you'll see teams go to a heavy dose of that against Baltimore because they're scared to death of Lamar. Right. They're scared to death of him as a runner. They just are. You know, right now, even with the way he is throwing the football, I think one of the first things people want to do is go, we can't let this guy just rip us on the perimeter running the football. He's one of one in that okay? way. He's, 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 there's, so, he's the best ever right. in that capacity. Yeah. Right. So you have, to, you have to honor that, and you have to say, look, especially if you look at your own roster and you go, okay, we got some pretty good corners on the outside here. Maybe we got a good, you know, a big nickel or a big, fast linebacker you think can bang around with Mark Andrews, and you go, look, you guys are going to have to live out here one-on-one because we need to make sure that number eight doesn't get going. It's, it's a hell of a thing for, for a defensive coordinator to have to choose now. And this is, this is what um, 
this is what ultimately John wanted. This is ultimately what Greg Roman wanted. As he developed as a passer, now look what we can do. Now we got him. Now we got people exactly how we want them. We have an unconventional running game, so to speak, that they have to go back and watch college film, trying to figure out what our reads are, how we're going to attack them on the perimeter. But now we can throw the football as well as anyone else. And again, that's a great spot to be on. It's going to be. I'm going to be very interested to see how how Indianapolis plays them. Um, it, it's going to. I'll tell you what. Look, uh, Matt Eberflus, our defensive coordinator, has got. I'm sure he was pulling his hair out this week trying to figure this one out about where do they attack first. I think for sure though, you have to make sure that eight doesn't get going running the ball because you know that just juices up the whole offense when he's going. And then, and then all of a sudden, then the play action comes. It's just, it's just, I mean, it really is just a, a, a murderous proposition. It really is. So it, it's fun to watch for us. It's going to be fun to analyze, but it's not fun for defense. Lewis Riddick is with us Monday Night Football, of course, on ESPN. Congratulations, by the way, on some great ratings news during the course of the season. That is, that yeah, is an thanks. awesome thing. Um, uh, Lewis, I, I, one of the things that jumps out of me, you mentioned Rashad Bateman, and we, we think mm-hmm. he might play come Monday night. What, what, mm-hmm. What's practical, right? Like he's a first-round receiver, a talented guy. He was got a lot of Ravens fans were were zeroed in on, you know, months mm-hmm. before the draft. But what's practical for someone who who's a rookie receiver, didn't have a camp, didn't have that time with his quarterback? What yep. should the expectations be for Rashad Bateman, not just Monday, but maybe for the first few weeks that we see him play? Yeah, I think you have to temper uh, expectations, and I, I don't know if you can really, you know, crystallize them into a, well, expect this number of targets, this number of catches, this average per catch, and this number of touchdowns. I don't. I think you just have to temper expectations. Don't expect him to go out and get ten targets, seven receptions, and have a hundred yards. But I think they will. I mean, the, the smart thing to do would be to get him in there, get him a couple easy receptions, let him get hit, let him, you know, and then see how he is going from there, and see how his body responds. Uh, we'll see where he's at conditioning-wise during the course of the game. I mean, look, he's a heck of a talent. A heck of a talent. You guys know this. I mean, yep. he, he's a three-position player. He can play in the slot. He can play the flanker. He can play the split end. So to mix and match him in there and put him in good spots to where, you know, they have uh, specific plays dialed up where he's going to probably have a high degree. You know, it's, it's likely he's going to get an easy reception. I mean, I don't think that would be that hard to do in this offense given how multiple it is. And giving how, you know, not to be disrespectful to Indy, but how basic they pretty pretty much play from a coverage perspective. Okay, I think I don't think that's unreasonable. That if he does play, you could get him some touches and get him running, you know, running with the football after the catch. And from there, we'll just see how it goes. But I don't think you can really you can really put a number on what to expect. I think it's just that you have to see how it goes, and you don't want to disrupt anything that they're doing naturally right now anyway, which is uh has all been pretty good for the past couple of weeks. There's no doubt about that. And we saw like James Prochet come on big time last week. And exactly. What a, what a positive yep. sign that was. Is there any way in which Indianapolis is more of a threat than we're giving them credit for, Lewis? Like, I, you know, they, they played fairly well defensively against the Ravens last year. I mean, 24 points, but hey, you know, that's, that's fairly yep. well. It, it, are they more of a threat than, you know, I think there's a lot of Ravens fans that are utterly dismissive of the Colts at this point. It's, yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's always a mistake in the NFL because, you know, knock on wood, of course we don't want anything, you know, from an injury perspective to hit Baltimore, but you lose a player here and there, you you know, where, you know, they play a pivotal position that can swing the pendulum quickly. 
Number one, number two, we all we know how turnovers can be, and that is something that obviously Indianapolis is going to stress. But yeah, one through fifty-three, roster for roster, um, yeah, Baltimore is a better football team at this point in time. Baltimore is a more explosive offense. They have much more speed all around. Um, the statistics show that they're better at creating those explosives in the open field, throwing the football. Indianapolis doesn't have a whole, you know, big margin for error at all. They, they need some things to go their way, like the turnover battle, maybe an explosive play in the kicking game. And they need some luck really on their side to deal with teams that are as good as, as Baltimore, but it's any, any given Sunday in this case, any yep. given Monday, but, um, We'll see how it goes, but yeah, it, it's going to be a tall order for them. But whenever you put, whenever you go into a game thinking that way, that's exactly when a team kicks you in the rear end, and and you go, "How the hell did we lose that game?" I mean, look, no, so, nobody nobody thought the Lions were that much of a threat to the Ravens two weeks ago, that's and, right. and it took exactly. a miracle, right? Exactly, <laughs> that's the way that it goes. That's right. Lewis Riddick, um, I know on Twitter, of course, people can follow you at LRiddickESPN. Uh, Monday Night Football, obviously, on ESPN. Is there anything else that we can plug for you, sir? No, I'm good, man. I just appreciate you guys having me on. I always love talking football. Really but appreciate you it's taking It's going to be a good game. Yeah, I mean, it should be a fun night. And obviously, we haven't had a lot of Monday Night Football home games in Baltimore in the, the last few years. So it's nice to have you guys here in our city for Monday Night's game. We're looking forward to it a great deal. Lewis, thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks a lot. Lewis Riddick, Monday Night Football analyst on ESPN, and of course, um, former NFL safety and front office executive. And that's an interesting thought um, that he offered. By the way, we've taken all of our breaks, right? Yeah, we're, we're good. Um, it was an interesting thought that he offered that, like, it as as good as Lamar has looked throwing the ball, he doesn't think the defense is changing, and it speaks to what we always talk about because we're dealing. You're dealing with one of one. You're dealing with. Something so theoretically, unique. what you could still could see, and I still think probably the best way to try to defend the Ravens is heavy zone coverage. A lot of even to backs on the field for the speed to stretch it that out. Was, that was, of course, famously what the Chargers, Chargers did. did. Yeah, but you know that doesn't guarantee that the Ravens won't find the holes in the zone. And Lamar's been accurate downfield, so no it's question. the opportunities will be there. But I don't know whether the the decreased running from Lamar is because he's trying not to, or because they are actually just taking what defenses give them. Well, and there can be a bit of both, right? Yeah. You could still take those opportunities when they present themselves, but uh, there's no reason to not be encouraged I, by what I will, you've seen. I will continue to say it this way. I, it's not that they can't throw the ball this many times. I want to make that very clear because people hear what they want to hear when somebody says something. They clearly just did. They threw the ball 37 times in Denver, and it worked. It, they can throw the ball this many times. That's this is Understand what I'm saying. I don't know if it's what's best suited for the Ravens moving forward to be doing. That's my point. They Can they do it? Yeah, I know. They just did it. But is it what's best suited for them to try to go win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out uh, if they're forced to, clearly. But I think that they would like to to mix that back down a little bit. And obviously the threat that Lamar is running. I, the situations still stand out to me. Like early in the game when it's third and short, I'm, I'll never I'll never in my life sure. understand running just you know, a run up the middle with a running back when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. I'll, that will never make a lick of sense to me. There are other things that don't make. Like I didn't understand last night. The, the play last night that allowed the Seahawks to get back into the game 
was the third and three in the middle of the field where Stafford just chucked the ball downfield like 30 yards. To, which I don't understand that as a third down play either. So it was so, also wide open. I, uh, not that, that was one. the one that he overthrew, I think. Uh, I think you're thinking of a different play. I think. That one was well covered. In fact, it was almost close enough that like you could make an argument about interference. I remember the one you're talking yeah. about that was completely wide open. That was in the middle of the field. That was going the other way. Yeah, that was right. That was just in... coming back. We're worried about the finger and trying to Correct. figure out if he was hurt or not. Correct. That was, I think, early in the third quarter, the one that you're talking about. And I remember it, and it was definitely wide open. This one was one to the outside that was like 20, 30 yards downfield on a third and three. And again, I get it. You're reading your pro- progressions. This is what you think is there. But... On a third and three, I'll just I'll never understand that being the like if it's a broken coverage and you got a man by all means, but there was good coverage in that situation. It did not make any sense at all, and allowed the Seahawks for a moment to get back into the football. I mean, they really did. They not just for a moment. They got the ball with two minutes left and a chance to go win. Today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is not only there; it is so effing good i've been thinking about that brewer sausage platter since we had it here in studio the other day oh i need another one in my life immediately chicken schnitzel the slam dunk pretzels prussian pretzel rolls the apple cobbler forget it we're out we're going to glory days guys see ya oh i have to yeah damn it all right, well, you can go to Glory Days. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Put your order in, pick it up, bring it home for dinner tonight. Uh, you can also dine out on the patio or dine in your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. All of those Oktoberfest menu items pair well. You know on Fridays they do fish fries, by the way? They do a fr- I never knew that. I can't believe, considering the Glory Days Grill um, connoisseur that I am, I can't believe that I didn't know that they do a fish fry on Fridays, which is, it's. hang on a second, look at this. Nine ninety nine, Friday fish fry all day. Tell me, tell talk me about, about that. Talking my language. My God, what's your favorite form of fried seafood? Oh, it's such a good question, man. That's such a good question. I mean, look, I know it would be basic to say it's fried shrimp, but like, come on, man. You're telling me no, you're ever gonna sit though. down? Uh, I the argument for fried oysters is well it's put. My top one, I believe. But do you do you consider calamari to be fried seafood? Because yeah, if so, then I mean, I think it goes for me. Oysters, I'm a sucker for fried catfish. I'm I was, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for. Uh, oh damn, I forgot the line. What's the Nelly line? I'm a sucker for and manicured toes. What's a sucker for? <laughs> Sounds right. Oh god, is uh, is alligator a seafood? Would you, no, would you qualify no, that? they're First amphibious. I, I, while it's not seafood, I have a bigger problem with fried alligator, which is I think a lot of people want to like it more than th- – there's too much chew there. There's too much yeah. – There's no fat. Correct. Yeah. I, that's the problem. Yeah. I think it goes oysters, catfish. I guess it's between shrimp and calamari for the next spot. Calamari can be hit or miss, though. Cornrows. I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. Yeah. There you go. Underlay, uh, underlay, mama. I think I'll go shrimp oh. after that and then calamari for it. Okay. All right. All right. I, it seems low for calamari on that list. Somebody would say there's a similar chew problem with calamari, right? It depends on like, the calamari. If it's fresh, it does, it does not. I completely agree But I'm a big that. fan of the uh, tentacle ones. <sighs> Those are my favorite ones. The dipping prow, the prowess we, of the dipping we, oh, those I, is I always completely superior. Agree with that. We had a, uh, we went to a, a actually octopuses. Good, but don't get to get fried generally. No, not typically. Um, it was it was a it was a chain, but it's the chain that everybody loves downtown. It's the 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 how do I? It's the uh, what's you know the name of the hockey team in D.C. 
Yeah. Did that yeah, place? Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, place. Yeah. We were down there, and their it's calamari. Like yeah. Oh my god, it's been. You know what else? I like, love when they a, mix in the uh, for, for fried a, peppers, the hot peppers oh in there. God, that's it's the so best good. combo. You know? Oh, it's so good. Um, for a chain place too, they do their fish really well. You know what I got there once? What? A porcini crusted steak. Okay. It was like black on the outside. Yeah, I'm listening. Medium rare on the inside. Maybe yeah. the best steak I've had I in believe the past that. like decade. We we went we went one night and I the I don't know if you know this about that place, but like their servers are they make really good money. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. But the way they make good money is they like they treat you as a client, mm-hmm. right? Like once you go, they'll email you and say, Hey, we haven't seen you for a little while. Why don't you come by next time and your calamari's on me? It also doesn't hurt that they get tips. Well, yes, because t- that place, <laughs> yeah. I get it. But yeah. like that's what they do. It's very, they, sure. they treat. And no, so, I get it. Um, I, we, we went a few times. We, we, you know, I, I, look, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed that place a great deal. Sure. I don't care that it's a chain. It's quite it's good. a little easier to go to Glory Days Grill, though, for what it's worth. I don't disagree with that. Uh, and I love Glory Days Grill, and I'll make that very clear. But I was there one time, and um, they, oh, the, 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 we had known this was a girl that yeah, had emailed yeah, yeah. me and the whole relationship thing. And she said, would you be willing to trust me on something? I said, yeah. She said, try the rockfish. Hmm. And I said, okay. And I'm not kidding. It was a top three piece of fish I've had in my life. Hmm. It was that good, man. It was that good. But I got to try the fish fry over at Glory Days Grill. I got to, I, I'm going to, that's going to have to be on the list, man. I had no idea they did that. I'm very excited about it. This was the porcini steak. Oh. oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. All right. Um, yeah, I kind of we kind of got lost on a tangent a there. Bit. It was supposed to be about Glory Days. Yeah, Grill. Glory I mean, Days Grill, Glory 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 Days Grill. You know how much we Everything love that. Everything we've place. had there is delicious. Oh my God, I love Glory Days. All right, um, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. John from Little Rock, or in Little Rock, I should yes. say. Says that fried crab cakes are up. I just think that I prefer broiled personally. I, I've always preferred broiled crab cakes. It's always going to be the way that it yeah. is. So, but, but I I'm don't sure doubt that your grandmother made you know? a wonderful fried crab cake, John. I want to make that very clear. So it bears mentioning, of course, with last night's performance by Randy Rosarena. He now has, well, 11 home runs. In his postseason career. It's really remarkable, man. Played it's like just remarkable. Fewer than 20 postseason games, or about 20. He's joined by only Babe Ruth, Carlos Beltran, and Jim Tomey as the only players to hit 11 or more homers in a 20-game span in the postseason. He is also now tied for 24th all-time in home runs in the playoffs and for 381st <laughs> all-time in plate appearances. So, yeah, he's done it efficiently, to say the it's least. really ridiculous. And Wander Franco is not bad either. He uh, joins Miguel Cabrera as the youngest middle infielder in postseason history with an extra base hit. The trivia, though, that I have for you, Glenn, of course, last night, former Oriole Nelson Cruz hit a moonshot yep. that hit the catwalk, the catwalk up yeah. in Tropicana Field. Do you see the interaction? Uh, my buddy Joe Paparato, um tweeted it was an innocuous tweet right and i liked it it was the the rays and it's my issue with the rays is like the rays play baseball on a carpet with oh god i gotta figure out exactly what the wording was but it's like the rays play baseball on a carpet with obstructions in in the sky or something like that it was just sort of our our frustration with how things go down there and the the first response was from adam jones who was like yeah i love playing down there and i was like what like, how does that make any sense? 
Hmm. Like, it just seems like such a miserable place to, to play baseball. Well, Nelson Cruz loved it last night. Yeah, he did. He hit a homer. It was his fourth different franchise that he's hit a postseason home run with. The Rays play baseball on with. carpet with obstacles in the ceiling. And Adam Jones says, and it's a great surface, actually. Great place to play a game. Nelson Cruz has now homered for four different teams in his postseason career. Okay. How many of the five other players to have homered for four oh, different teams no chance. in the playoffs can you name? They've all, all of them had careers that extended past the millennium. Uh, past the millennium. Well, none of, actually, one of them is a whole thing. One of them is a whole thing. Only one. Only one. Tome? Not Tomey. Uh, Julio Franco, just because he no. played for so many teams. Uh, four, four. Carlos Beltran. No, two of them are. I believe. Well, one of them is definitely a catcher. I can say that much, but one I don't think the other one. Now that I think about it, definitely a catcher. I don't think Piazza made the playoffs as a Marlin, so I'm gonna guess it's not. Piazza. Not Piazza. Um, how about? How about Jose Bautista? It is not Bautista. I don't know if he ever got the four teams either. I don't think he did. Um, Harold Baines. Good guess. Not Harold Baines, though. It's a tough one, I admit. It's a very tough one. I Adrian Gonzalez? Not Adrian Gonzalez. I don't think he played for that. How about... None of them are active, for what it's worth. Uh, Jim Edmonds. Not Jim Edmonds. Scott Rowland. Not Scott Rowland. One of them also did catch, but he ended up playing first base for the majority of his career. So two catchers on this list are guys who did catch. And the rest, another first baseman slash DH. And then that's all I'll give you. Eh, I don't think you're going to get any of them for right. Great. Gary no. Sheffield. No. He said, I don't think you're going to get any of them. That's very encouraging. Thank you for that. Jim Lairitz was a catcher. It is not Jim Lairitz. He Lairitz. went to play first base, didn't he? Not Jim Lairitz. I think it ended up being a tragic story, too. No Fred. tragic stories here. Uh, Andrew Jones. Not Andrew Jones. Fred McGriff. Not Fred McGriff. I'm literally trying to think of guys that we used in the Patrick Stevens game over the years. That's, that's honest to God what I'm doing right now. Manny. Not Manny. Two of them spent time with Toronto. Two of them spent time with Toronto. John Olerud. He is I one of them. Really? I, yes. I was going to guess him. Too. That's pretty funny. John Olerud is indeed one of them. He's a Hall of yeah. Famer, isn't he? No, he's oh, he definitely not a Hall of Famer. Wasn't he on the list? He was like on the, the ballot at one point, I think he was. I mean, a lot of guys get Jose Rio is on the ballot. It, I think Olerud had a decent... Uh, no, Olerud never came close to being a Hall of Famer, man. Well, none of them are Hall of Famers. <laughs> Olerud wore the helmet in the he field. Did, yes. Yeah, he did. Um, and you said another one was related to Toronto? One of them... Finished the last team he hit one in the playoffs. Joe Carter, I don't know. And this guy is the catcher. This guy is the catcher, right. Russell Martin. Indeed, it is wow. Russell Great guess. Martin. Great guess. Older had a career 863 OPS and 2200 hits. It's fine. He never came close to being a Hall of Famer. We can't we can't rewrite history? <laughs> John Olerud, Hall of Fame voting. Uh, Hall of Fame voting. Let's see what his highest percentage is. I'm gonna guess it was never over 30 percent. 
John Olerud got, I don't think it was even that high. Yeah, John Olerud uh, got 0.7%. Well, he probably deserved more consideration than that, for what it's worth. Yeesh. Um, oh, I'm sorry, how much did you get, Glenn? I, I, we were within the same percentage, <laughs> for what it's worth. Uh, he's a little higher. No, we were. We, both of us finished below 1%. Well, yeah, not above zero. Right about that. The number, both of our numbers started with the same number, though, because he was 0.7%. He technically got uh, four votes, so he got four more votes than I did. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. All right, um, we're still missing two. You are missing skip three. Three? Yes. Oh, we're never getting there. And yeah. we, we can't yeah. do this all day. Yeah. So Mike Napoli, most recently. Okay. Ron Gant did it. I mean, if you if you had told me to start guessing Braves, I would have gotten to Ron Gant, but... And Reggie Sanders was the last. Yeah, Reggie Sanders and I were boys in Arizona. I love Reggie Sanders. Not enough to guess, huh? No, I didn't... That, I, I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I didn't know Reggie Sanders was on four playoff teams. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And Nelson Cruz probably the best of the bunch. Oh, by far. I, I mean, yeah, by far. He's, I mean, Nelson Cruz, they're... they're He's going to be a Hall of Famer, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. The only question is the steroid thing, right? Like, the only question is because he actually tested positive, like... Didn't stop Ortiz. Or it won't. Well, but, but uh, voters are still trying to hide behind the thing with Ortiz where that test wasn't that test wasn't real. It wasn't supposed to come out. Nelson, Nelson Cruz got suspended. I think he's still largely I, loved. I, look, I, there's no debate about this to me, and there's also no debate about these other guys, right? Like, the, my problem continues to be the... The, the shameful way in which they're picking and choosing and hiding behind the steroid thing. Like, yeah. well, we can't put Barry Bonds in because of steroids, but yet they're going to put David Ortiz in. It's, it's a joke. It's an utter and complete joke. And I'll, you know, we'll do it. I'll call every single one of them out. It's shameful that you're picking and choosing based on who you like and who you don't like. Um, but, yes, I mean, I, Nelson Cruz should be a Hall of Famer. 100% Nelson Cruz should be a Hall of Famer. Tidbit was also brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. We'll be at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena on October 19th is the date for the next Tyus Bowser Show. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by Pressbox, True Strong Services, and Great Eights Memorabilia. And with that in mind, I want to give another shout-out. Um, you know, we're always trying to take care of people and, and do good things in the community. And that's what that's why we partnered with Great Eights Memorabilia to begin with, because they're a company and Chris Ruling that believes in the same thing. And, you know, put together a miraculous, I mean, literally a miraculous coat drive for us last year um, because that's what they believe in. And they are supporting Harvest of Hope with a food drive on November 21st, a game day food drive party with Ray Rice at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Um, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com right now in order to find out more. That's the number 8, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Uh, you get a VIP meet and greet with Ray Rice, an all-you-can-eat buffet, open bar, giveaways, raffles, prize wheels, and more. And it's all to benefit Harvest of Hope and uh, take care of some people this holiday season. So GreatEightsMemorabilia.com is the website. Tubular brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Here's what's coming up tonight. Uh, Morgan State Howard, 8 o'clock on ESPNU. So check out the Bears tonight on ESPNU. Uh, baseball all day long, starting at 2 o'clock. MLB Network for Game 2 between the White Sox and Astros. That was kind of a snoozer yesterday. What do you think of the new graphics that uh, Fox rolled out for baseball? People were complaining about how, me that that's what I said. People were complaining about how big they were. I'm like, 
I don't know. It didn't seem to get in the way of anything. And um, old people were actually talking about how much they appreciated it because they could see the score bug on their TV. So I don't know. I don't have an issue. Lucas Giolito, Framber Valdez for game two there. Uh, TBS has the NLDS games. Braves-Brewers game one at 4.30. Charlie Morton and Corbin Burns. Dodgers-Giants game one at 9.30. Walker Bueller and Logan Webb. Logan Webb? Wait. Wait. Who do you think that is? Who is the guy? There was a... Who is Logan Webb? Not who you think it is. Who do I think it is? You think it's the former Diamondback pitcher, right? Yeah. Who was that guy? No, not Brandon Webb. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of the... There was a guy that was a reliever in Baltimore that had a name that was similar to that. (laughs) Don't think it's that. Who was that? Who am I thinking of? Somebody tell me who I'm thinking of. I don't know, though. But it's not that guy. I'm sure it's not that guy. Who is Logan Webb, though? Uh, probably a young guy. Okay. All right. Well, I want to know who I who am I thinking of. Think about look, Jordan. Get on that. Look up relievers in the last decade in Baltimore. All of them. <laughs> Only a few will pop up. And figure out Ryan Webb was Ryan Webb a reliever? Yes, yeah, he it? was. Yes. Is that who I'm thinking of? Ryan Webb. Is that real? Yeah, he's a guy. Okay. Ryan Webb was a baseball pitcher who pitched for the Orioles. That's who I'm thinking of as Ryan Webb. All right, very good. Um, anyway, that's at uh, 9.30. And then game two of the ALDS between the Red Sox and the Rays on Fox Sports 1, Chris Sale and Shane Baz. Tomorrow, Fox, Maryland, Ohio State at noon, then Penn State, Iowa at 4. CBS Sports Network for SMU and Navy at 3.30. Flow Sports for Stony Brook and Towson at 4. Uh, what are the other games? Georgia-Auburn, 3.30 on CBS. That's a biggie. And ABC for Oklahoma, Texas at noon. The other baseball tomorrow, game two in the National League. Uh, both games on TBS, 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Uh, Max Fried. Is it Fried or Fried? Fried, I think. Fried, I think. Brandon Woodruff. And then TBA. Kevin Gosman starts game two for the Giants tomorrow night. We know he's a former Oriole. We also forgot about Stromsky there. So there's a couple Orioles. Oh, there. that's right. Stromsky's yeah. there. Too. Well, he was technically never an Oriole. He should have been. He should have been. There's yes. no doubt about that. He should have been. Uh, the TV game is on Sunday. NFL Network at 9.30 a.m. for Jets, Falcons, CBS, locally, Dolphins, Bucks at 1. Fox, uh, Broncos, Steelers at 1. Giants, Cowboys at 425. That's the only 425 game. Mm, lovely. This is the NFL's eternal problem. Well, we'll just put the Cowboys on. And I get it. The Cowboys are actually entertaining at this point, but the Giants are not. And I have no interest in that game. That's your only local TV 425 game. Bills Chiefs 820 on NBC. Another World Cup qualifier on Sunday night, but this one's only on the internet. Paramount Plus for U.S. and Panama at 845. Game three of the ALDS, 4 o'clock on MLB Network for Rays Red Sox and uh, Angel Astros White Sox at 8 o'clock on FS1. Everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Non-sports highlights. The finale of Ted Lasso, streaming now. I look forward to yep. watching that, of course. Uh, SNL, uh, we followed up uh, Owen Wilson with Kim Kardashian. So that'll be great. I'd, look, it, this really does come down to how far she's willing to make fun of herself, right? Like, if she's willing to really make fun of herself, they could actually make this work. But if, Halsey is the musical guest. If they're trying to put her over... Like, if they're trying to to make her an actress, it'll be a, an abomination. Not looking forward to it, but hey, that's fine. Uh, and uh, by the way, Owen Wilson was fine. Like, it wasn't it wasn't anything particularly special. It well, was it was fine. Kim Kardashian. Well, okay. I mean, come on. Uh, people still walk, watching Walking Dead. It's on still. Uh, Fox, Simpsons, Great North, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, all that stuff. Sunday and stuff and things. Check it all out at GlennClarkRadio.com. New crime documentary on Showtime called Buried. At nine on Sunday. Okay. If you're interested in that. Right, very good. Jordan, where are you on uh, the socials? Instagram, Jay Schwartzberg1, and Twitter, 
is I still believe it is Jordan S. It is, yep, zero zero cool. Jordan S. You gotta you gotta do something about that, bro. You gotta do something, man. That's little Jordan. Get fix your Twitter, okay? Thanks to everybody. Oh, thanks to our uh, great guest today. Thanks to Lewis Riddick. Thanks to Kevin Harlan. Thanks to Senator Reedy. We'll get him up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Very good. Uh, We'll be previewing the Ravens game still. Still. That's the tricky part about a Monday night game. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Um, the bat around tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, with Paul and Zach. Make sure you tune in for that. New jobbing out available right now. Um, AJ goes into details about what it's like to be drafted. To, he's going to be on network TV every week now moving forward, which is amazing. Um, and he got to do it in his hometown. Like, got to have that moment literally at the arena where he grew up watching professional wrestling, which is so freaking cool. We talked about that. We talked about how we got our tickets from Roman Reigns. Gave us some tickets to the wrestling show. And uh, how we thought we were about to get into a fight with Pat McAfee at one point. So there's a lot of great stuff on this week's episode of Jobbing Out. Go pick it up right now. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Maryland, go Navy, go uh, Rays, go Morgan, go... Who's playing the Steelers? The Broncos. Go Broncos. Actually, we don't think the Steelers are a threat. Who's playing the Browns? Chargers. Go Chargers. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.